I'm a survive world. I'm not world. No. No, no. It's Survivor Series. <laughs> not that Survivor. Uh, it has come. It has gone. And we are here to talk about everything in between and all around because we are the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. The one and only that's hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, and Cam Thunder Osborne. Pew, 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 pew. And uh, yes, we made it out alive. Some survive, some uh, take the dive, but uh, we're here to talk some jive because Survivor Series is over <laughs> and all the weeklies, in-betweens, uh, Wednesday nights, you know, everything else. We're going to cover all that and we're going to have some fun while we do it. <laughs> you sounded like a dad right at the very end there, Mike. <laughs> sounded like a dad who's on vacation. You know, you're on vacation and dad's clearly frustrated and he's like, no, we're going to have some fun. It's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. We're going to yeah. swim. <laughs> we're like, going to take But it's raining, honey. Let's just go inside today. It's like, no! no! We came for fun. Yeah. We're going to have fun. That's exactly it. Uh, Survivor Series kind of really crept up on me. Uh, well. Cert- certainly felt like. Um, Survivor Series, always a tough, always the weirdest one of the the major four kind of pay-per-views for me in, in the Raw versus SmackDown kind of way. I never know how to feel. Well, I think maybe that's why it crept up this year. They didn't hammer it as much like brand versus brand. It was more just like, ah, oh, yeah, we'll put these matches together. Yeah, I remember that one year that Triple H and Kurt Angle were in it, and then that was that was, <laughs> that was like two months of them being like, I'm Triple H, I'm in Survivor Series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's last exactly. year, what was last, last year? Last year you had NXT, so we had more. You had like triple storylines going on. Oh right, they had that whole NXT invasion that was. Uh, yeah. that I completely was forgot cool. the fucking last year's main event was the women's match where Shayna Baszler won. Oh really? Right. Okay, yeah, I forgot yeah. that too. Completely okay. forgot. I know. Yeah, and they had that that <laughs> that Adam Cole Daniel Bryan build up match. I don't even think that one was at Survivor Series. No, they just had that match on SmackDown. It was just on a regular SmackDown. Saudis. Yeah, it, it changed the entire. Yeah, it just it, it was it was so different. <laughs> that might have course. been. Yeah, what set the whole thing in motion, the Triple Survivor, but not this year. We just got SmackDown and Raw, and uh, yeah, nothing really on the line other than Pride. Yeah, what well, classic Pride only uh, <laughs> pay per view, which I guess uh, okay, I guess Pride is important if we're talking about stakes, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Was there any? I mean, there was some title changes. Let's let's clarify that. Let's go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, how shall we start? Do we have a tweet? Or are we just jumping into the Survivor Series? Or? Um. This. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh. Yeah. Tweet of the week champion. Hey. There you go. This week tweet of the week. I'll. It. I'll pop it in when it comes up because if I were to say so right now, it would spoil potential things that are gonna happen. Okay, so it'll okay. it'll pop in there when it happens. So keep uh keep it keep an ear out for that. Yeah. Uh, what about SmackDown? Anything important happen on SmackDown? Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh I think it was on Friday before though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. My biggest takeaway from last week's SmackDown was this badass contract signing between Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Um, that was my biggest takeaway. It was huge. I love 
the best part of the I think the best part for WWE for the whole COVID era has been the lack of fans and being able to have these in-ring conversations uh, that are happening at like you know this real like low kind of very personal level. Yeah. Yeah, so we had that, yeah, that contract, Adam Pierce there mediating as always. Most important uh, man in WWE. One, one and my argue. Fa- yeah. I liked how at the very beginning, uh, Pierce was like sitting at the head of the table, but Roman just looks at him, so he gets up. Like, and nope. then Roman's sitting at the head <laughs> he of the sits, table. Yeah, instead of across from Drew, he's at the head because he's the chief. So that was a nice little touch there. And this, it, what, what's funny about this is that this was like a contract signing and match that we had at la- not last year, but the year before is WrestleMania, two WrestleManias ago. And it's crazy that we've flipped our roles now. We flipped our heel babyface roles, and now it's suddenly working. That's all we needed. Yeah, like I don't even remember anything about the first match. Uh, I think Roman goes over at Mania. <laughs> I think. Well, yeah, I remember, I remember Drew was a heel back then. Still. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, my other big takeaway from SmackDown was Daniel Bryan's new haircut. He's got the, ma- he went full Macklemore do on Kim this. Jong, Daniel Bryan is what it looked like <laughs> he to has, me. He has the Kim Jong on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he's still, he's still great, but it was just, that's something I noticed. Just, oh, it's, wow. it's weird for him. I don't, he doesn't suit me as that kind of guy. He's just, uh, more of a hippie, but hey, whatever. Hey, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Exactly. Uh, other than that, I think we just had the final members added. Natalia made the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bailey, or yeah, Otis just got given a spot. Big E, why was Big E left out of all this? That's what I want to know. Big E was left out of all of this. Yeah. Uh, um, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, it was just kind of wrapping things up, getting ready for Survivor Series. Uh, oh, yeah. Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins and Murphy, I guess, had their blow-off match, where. Uh, Murphy beats him, and then all the Mysterios hug and celebrate. They all kiss, and they all... They finally uh, accept Murphy. Ray's like, I want you to marry my daughter. (laughs) Did he say Um, that? I don't remember that. I don't remember that part. He said it in uh, Spanish. Yeah, but yeah, Rollins lost clean in the middle of the ring. That's exactly what we were thinking. He's going to have a baby. What happened soon, I think it was maybe three weeks ago, we posited the question, like, when is this shit going to end? And uh, yeah. it finally seems like it's happening. Yeah. Now, we all know Becky's, that baby's coming very soon. So, Seth Rollins, go home, be a daddy. Uh, come back. We'll see what happens. He still has one more thing to take care of. So What's that? Get... What's he still have to take well, care Survivor of? Survivor Series. Oh, right, because he is on the Survivor <laughs> Series team, right? I thought you meant, like, another, like, oh, no, not, not, not Murphy again. But let's just move right over to the Survivor Series. Survivor Series, baby. Yes. Uh, Did you watch the pre-show? I didn't watch the pre-show, but then I found out that it was a uh, a battle royal of sorts. (laughs) So I I I could I still didn't watch it. But I kind of saw the quick little highlight or whatever, yeah. you know, the, the two-minute like, hey, video least, <laughs> that yeah. WWE puts out on, on their Twitter. Well, yes, it was an 18-man dual brand battle royal, but which brand you're on doesn't really matter because it's single, you know, sole survivor wins, so you're eliminating people from your own show. It doesn't really matter. Uh, anyways, it came down to Miz, Jeff Hardy, Chad Gable, and Dominic. And you're thinking, hey, why not give it to Dominic or Chad Gable, right? One of the young guys doesn't have much going on. One of those two guys would be a fantastic uh, 
Yeah. But nope, they do the old. He's eliminated, but he went under the ropes spot for The Miz. So he comes in, eliminates Dominic last and wins. So The Miz, who doesn't need it, gets a stupid win. I thought the whole match was unnecessary. It was just, I was, it was it happening. Was, yeah. I mean, they always, it's a pre-show. It's a pre-show. But I guess there was, yeah, I guess there was nothing else they could have put on the pre-show. Yeah. Well, there was one other thing. I mean, I feel like you could have put, you know, any of these, you know, like fucking U.S. title match or something. I don't know. Or, you know, that, that the, the mid-card feud or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there was one other thing, though. Our uh, truth showing up on the panel to pay tribute for the uh, 30th anniversary of the gobbledygooker, who uh, you recall, the giant turkey that hatched the, out of that egg from all those years ago. Of course. Of course. Who could forget? Yeah, one of the most hated things ever. Even just saying the name Gooker doesn't feel right, you know? Sounds a little racist. And but, uh, but and Mike, you know, and like you just said, you know, being one of the most hated things ever, uh, <laughs> and just hearing you say that, I, I get scared that I might see it. Well, the big mm-hmm. turkey, the gobbledygooker himself, shows up along with Tazawa and a referee, and wouldn't you know it, the gooker rolls up truth for the three, wins the title. And then he goes to run away, but he has a Titus O'Neil moment as he just like legit. He trips onto Zawa, falls on his face, and then he runs away and he lost his bird feet. The commentary was laughing their ass off. Yeah, nothing. Uh, nothing says <laughs> I hate this more like WWE putting it on. Yeah. Well, let's put on the main still? show. Is he still? Did something else happen uh, with the that Gukru. title in the well, interim? He it'll lost come. It? It'll come later. Okay, because I guess today is. Today is Thanksgiving or tomorrow or, you know, like this is Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, like, currently. it's weird. It fucking. Yeah, the actual Thanksgiving's on a Thursday. But then I think most Americans are like, well, we're just taking like a four or five day weekend. I, I, I think the whole thing is, yeah, it's like you go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then you <laughs> yeah. back to it. Like, well, Tuesday. back to it. And, uh, appara- and I guess I can only imagine that this whole week, you know, if you're only working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday leading up to Thanksgiving, that means Wednesday's your Friday. It's Monday's still your Monday. You're not getting anything done <laughs> those first three days of the week. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. But let's get to it. The main show brought to you by ACDC, Shot in the Dark. New the new album <laughs> by the band that with a drummer who the hired surviving members to kill of- his wife. He tried to kill his wife? Oh, come on, Mike. You had to have heard about this. No, the drummer... Well, there's, like, there's been uh, like a dozen drummers in ACDC. Well, the know. current drummer, what, Phil Rudd? Yeah. His name is? Uh, no, so he spent uh, like five or six years in prison because he, like recently, like as in he just got out last year, um, yeah. because he was caught in a plot where he had hired a hitman to kill his wife. And they warmly welcomed him back into the they band? They warmly welcomed him back <laughs> in the band. Maybe and- that's what happened to Malcolm. Maybe he's like, hey, Malcolm. No, I'm pretty bah! sure that I'm pretty sure that was yeah the dementia. I'm pretty sure. No, I know. Yeah. Uh, and who knows who the bass player is of ACDC? But yeah, ACDC's yeah, coming really? to also um Cyberpunk 2099. Buy your copy now. 2077. I got so close. I knew it was the same number. I knew it was like fuck. It's a uh, yeah. No, it's a big hyped game. Big hype game. Long time. Buy it it's on st- buy it on Steam right now. Watch AJ Styles live twitching himself playing Cyberpunk 2077. Or maybe not. Can or do that? maybe not. But check out Zelina Vega. Yeah, on her or whatever Twitch her channel. real name is now. 
Uh, yeah, her, it's weird. Her, her her account is still called Zelina Vega WWE, but then underneath it, like on the on the name, it has her, her real name, which I can't recall. Yeah, something. Uh, something. I don't want to attempt it. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's like a three name. She's got a three name name. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. let's kick off the show. There's no better way to kick off the show than um, with the men's Survivor Series match. Yeah, Team Raw, AJ Styles, Riddle, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman against Kevin Owens, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, Jay Uso, and Otis. Oh boy, that's a lot of names. Yeah, and you know, early on it's going all right. They're going back and forth when then Seth Rollins tags in and he just simply drops down to his knees, offering himself as a sacrifice uh, for the greater good. And Sheamus is in the ring. He's a little confused at first, but he'll take it. So he just hits a big bro kick and... Pin Seth, he's gone. Just Seth, like that. Gone forever, probably. I feel like every year there's always one guy that screws his team over. Yeah, I think last or. year or the last three years it's been Baron Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, we uh, we get some big man standoff. Otis and Keith Lee, they're all just all that beef in the ring. And uh, uh, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens have a great thing going. And Owens starts just dishing out stunners all over the place until AJ comes flying in with the phenomenal forearm. Pins Owens, so he's eliminated. Hmm. And then uh, right after Corbin jumps in, he hits the end of days. But Team Raw's looking out for each other, so they quickly break up the pin. And then soon after that, Riddle tags in. He hits the floating bro on Corbin, eliminates him. So now it's five to two for Team Raw. Not looking good. Nope. But uh, <laughs> they still got the big man Otis, so he squares off with the big man Strowman. Ooh, not uh, looking good. <laughs> Otis hits the caterpillar, goes for the Vader bomb, but Braun catches him. Hits the power slam to eliminate him. So Jay Uso is all on his own. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But Uh-oh. Uh, he's not going down without a fight. He's throwing super kicks all over the place. He's diving over the ropes. Uh, but eventually, Keith Lee tags in just as Uso's going for the Uso splash. And Lee catches him midair on his shoulders. And then he just hoists him around into the spirit bomb. Gets the three count, eliminating Jay. And that wins the match. Clean sweep for Team Raw. What a, gotta say, gotta, gotta say, what a what an oddly booked match. I like it though. Captain AJ, he did a great job rallying the boys. SmackDown had no clear leaders, no direction, so Raw did it. They all posed. They celebrate together as a family. It's cute the way they all came together. Yeah, I think, and certainly the Survivor Series. I'm trying to think of last year because yeah there was that year that Triple H Kurt Angle year where I you know the 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 five on five men's match at being a kind of vehicle for booking future matches. Yeah, this right? was just its own little thing. Well, no, I was gonna say I mean I'm trying to think of a reason why you know Raw would come together so well if if there is a payoff larger than this. Right. Well, are, are, are these five guys are going to be buds for the rest of the time. Of course, later on in the show, I think we get some Jey Uso Roman uh, kind of conversations, which occur. Um, yeah. That sort of make the Jey Uso the, the Jey Uso side of things booked well. But other than that, I'm curious what the future holds for these five men on Team Raw. Well, one thing I noticed is that uh, the next night on Raw, AJ had a little C, Captain C, on his vest there. So hey. Captain so, yeah, AJ. I wonder what the uh, I wonder what the future will be because yeah, none of these guys, um, you know, sort of involved in this. Uh, what you know, what is next for Drew McIntyre? Are is it any of these five guys here? Could be. Could be. 
Could be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. The clean sweep, you don't see it often. But in this case, it worked because they were kind of building that dysfunction anyway. So, yeah. Hey. Uh, but let's move on. Tag team action. Street Profits. New day. Uh, so we did see Big E briefly. He came out for the entrance with the New Day. And they all had these Gears of War outfits on to promote the, their characters are in the game, I guess. That's pretty, yeah, it's pretty cool. They, uh, yeah, they had some cool-ass... Uh, yeah, I forget what they call them. Out- cogs, the cogs. That's what they're... Oh, Anyways. yeah. No, a cog is... It's the good guys. Yeah, I forget. I played the second one and the third one. Yeah. Very good yeah, games. They are fun. Fun Very shooters. Very good games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, the match itself, we were hyped for it. And I say, uh, I say, I say, I think it delivered. Mm. <laughs> uh, huh? Was that a hmm? That was a uh, a, a little chuckle. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, anyways, two of the top tag teams in the very underutilized division here. Uh, but you got to notice New Day wrestling in that bottom right corner. <laughs> so naturally, they were playing a bit more heelish roles in this match. You know, they were talking trash. Kofi grabs the red cup and kicks it away. Things like that. So, yeah, uh, they were. Uh, yeah, they were. They were being the piece of shit, or maybe um, you know the the angry veterans. You know, get out of here, new people. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you know, Kofi and Ford, they were they were doing the high flying. Dawkins was doing the power moves. A couple new tricks. He did this run. I don't even know what to call it. It was like a double underhook final cut. Even the commentary was like, "We well, never seen that before." Okay, new <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And uh, also Xavier Woods. I've never seen him. He was trying to do Big E's role when the New Day hit the final hour. He was the one doing the big ending. But he, Yeah, he was the one doing the heavy work. Yeah, but it wasn't Big E, so Ford kicked out. Didn't have the full impact. Um, and then Street Profits for the finish. They hit this really cool, I'll call it a doomsday super blockbuster. And that gets them the three count. Street yeah, Profits win. A new finish for them, too. Yeah. A lot, of new, a lot of new stuff happening in this matchup. Yeah, it was a fun match. Just some good tag team wrestling. And afterwards, they hug it out. They show the respect. But yeah, this was good. It shows that the division, if you let them wrestle, they can just fucking have good matches. Oh, yeah. And we've never been, we've never, I think, I think our gripe with the WWE tag division isn't that the talent is, isn't there. It's yeah. that they're not booking it any, like, properly at all. Mm hmm. And we can see, yeah, the top of the divisions are fantastic, of course, with the New Day and Street Profits is, I mean, they're coming up on New Day length of reigns. You know, they've definitely been champions for, I mean, I know they, they split brands, so it is two separate reigns, but if you put together, like, they have not lost the belt in yeah. well over 250 days. Yeah, no, they're having a hell of a role, and uh, that's a big win for them here, being yeah. one of the best teams. Over one of the best tag teams ever. Yeah. One could say. We could. We will. I did. Uh, we did. <laughs> but let's move on. Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Uh, the match that we were the least hyped for. And, you know, it probably met those low expectations. It was, a, it, it was uh, if there was ever, looking down the card, if you had to pick one of these matches that was going to be the squash, you could, I think unanimously we could all kind of agree <laughs> it would have been this one. Yeah, so there is, yeah, there's no heat. There was, you know, two heels facing each other is always a bit different. And and, yeah. and, and, it's, so, and it's so funny, the difference between, so these are two matches back-to-back where we had two baby faces, 
taking on each other, and then we have two heels taking on each other. Both, you know, having to assume the other role, but it's so much easier in the face-face matchup for one of them to be the asshole, where mm -hmm. in the heel-heel matchup, it's way more difficult for one of them to suddenly be the nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's more just kind of like, you know, <laughs> is one person meaner than the other is kind of what you're going I mean, for. that's... Yeah, that's pretty much what it came down to. Sammy was just running all around. He's scrambling because all the other Hurt Business members are there distracting him. Uh, he gets a couple moves in, but I guess the only part of the match I actually liked is when he, he's outside the ring and he's he purposefully walks into MVP's foot, falls down. He's like, he tripped me! Looking for the cheap DQ. He tripped him. He it. tripped him. Yeah. I mean, it was there, but uh, the ref didn't buy it. So soon after, Lashley applies the Hurt Lock, gets the submission win. Yeah, he gets the, gets the, gets the submission win just like that. It's it's so weird. Yeah, these it seems like the mid card title. Uh, you know, it's it is tough to kind of book that. You know, certainly on our heavyweight side of it, the, those are our two top dogs for both shows, and then the tag titles. And you know, they're the top tag teams, even the top women, and the mid card title always falls in like a. They're doing their own thing on their own brand. Yeah, pretty much. You know, kind of have no reason to really hate each other. Uh, yeah, in that I same know. kind of way. Do you remember where it was like? I think it was a couple years in the Champions v Champions. It just ended up being uh, Baron Corbin and the Miz were the two who were you know one held. I guess probably Baron Corbin held the U.S. title and the Miz had the IC title. And it's just like this match is giving me nothing. There's no yeah. point. <laughs> There's no point. Yeah, but if they want to follow that champion versus champion rule, they kind of they're kind of stuck. Yeah, I wonder if around Survivor Series time, do you think they ever book for Survivor Series or because you know how how would you look into that? Or Survivor Series just come around every year and they're like, doesn't matter who our champions in, they they have to face each other, whether it is Roman and Drew or Bobby and <laughs> Bobby yeah. and Sammy. I wonder, uh, like how much they care about Survivor Series booking. Yeah. I think once in a while. Every so like often, they, you get something. You like, get you get uh, gold. Like remember when Jinder Mahal was supposed to face Brock Lesnar? Oh and yeah, like, and then they're like, yeah. "Whoops!" AJ beat him like two weeks before. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, no one wants to see fucking Jinder. Jinder already don't want to see Jinder. Jinder Brock would be the worst match. But then I remember that AJ yeah. Brock match was fire. It was awesome. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Good old Brock. I miss him. Yeah, I mean, who I knows? said it there. I said it. I miss him. No, when he hasn't been around for uh, eight, nine months. I mean, the whole pandemic era. Yeah, has of been course. Brockless. I've been watching a lot of Brock Lesnar, or trying to. There's really not many Brock Lesnar interviews. Um, yeah, he's a he's a quiet guy. He's not a social person. He doesn't like being around people. You know, hey, everyone's different. Yeah. Um, but when he does open up, it's it's interesting. Yeah, of course, dude. Fucking, uh, you know, and yeah, Brock, uh, Brock Daniel Bryan. Was sick. Yeah. Brock Ray, Brock AJ. Like he's had these few matches that have just been fantastic in his last. And then the the Rumble, one of the best Rumbles oh, yeah. ever. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know when we'll see Brock again, but uh, we miss who you, knows? bud. We miss you, bud. Uh, we go backstage. I think this was in Roman, uh, his locker room. Jay tries to come in. He's like, No, no, you ain't coming in here. I don't have time for losers tonight. Locks and out, and and Jimmy was there too. Jimmy also was kind of like he's he's back on screen, but not in the ring, but yeah. not necessarily. Hopefully a, close. Hopefully close. Yeah, hopefully to, close. You know, but maybe a part of the fam, like he has a seat at the table, or maybe he doesn't. We're not entirely sure of sort yeah. of what his position <laughs> is right now. 
Maybe this week we'll get the Thanksgiving. Yeah, hopefully. Ooh, that oh, that'd be so fun. The dinner with the yeah, with the rains. Man. Thanksgiving dinner at the rains house. <laughs> All right, let's go to the women's action here. Oscar taking on Sasha Banks. Two of the best. We know what these can do already. Um, and you know, I think they just gave us another great match here. Yeah, that's back a, and forth. That's yeah, exactly. It. Technical submission. They're both looking for their submissions. Uh, eventually, Oscar just comes charging at Sasha. But then Banks catches her with a nice pinning combination and holds her down for the three. So Sasha pins Asuka for the first time ever in singles competition. Oh, seriously? Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty great. Yeah, these women, didn't they have a... I guess Sasha was the or Sasha was the one who took the Raw Women's Championship off of Asuka, and then Asuka got it right back. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is the, yeah one of those matches that's always going to be fantastic. Whoever you know, whenever, whenever they go against each other, but Oscar hasn't really been booked uh, as she has been in the past. I wonder, you know, sort of what's happening at the in the Raw Women's Title scene. What's next for Oscar? I don't know. Yeah, her her whole reign hasn't been that memorable. There's, I mean, but, but certainly, you know, she had you know, everything with Sasha has been fantastic, which was going yeah. on a little bit. There was a draft, yeah, was, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was around the summer with the Sasha stuff. But, anyways, well, we'll we'll get to more of that later. But uh, we go backstage once again. The gobbledygooker is here. He's got his twenty four seven title, but then he finds a trail of bird seed. So the old Roadrunner Wiley Coyote gag. So he's eating the seed. He's going wild, but then Tazawa rolls him up for the three. Wins the title. But then R-Truth appears, hits Tazawa with the bag of bird seed, pins him, wins back the title for the 45th time. Wow. For you folks at home. For, and I'm sure there's a lot of people at home keeping count. Keeping bingo. You know, back in Vegas, this guy put out a big bet that he was going to hit 50 by the end of 2020. So. Oh, really? That'd be such a funny, uh, that would have been such <laughs> a funny bet to put on, yeah, January 1st. You're like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. You know. Somewhere out there, there's a book that'll take that bet. Of course, Vegas. Vegas is is uh, struggling right now. Well, I mean, hopefully, the pandemic shouldn't have. Aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I. I don't know. I assume I don't everything's closed. We can't go there anyway, so. Too bad. I, I know. I don't have a passport. I couldn't go there if I wanted to. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> well, well, well. Let's move on to the women's Survivor Series match. Let's do that. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Peyton Royce, Lacey Evans, and Lana taking on Bailey, Natalia, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and Ruby Riot. Uh, so let's just get into it early on. Team Raw's in control. When, for the record, Lana tags in, gets in some real nice offense against Liv Morgan. <laughs> uh, then her and Natalia have a great back and forth. Uh, but then the big bitch, Nia, is just like yelling, Get out, Lana! So. Lana was doing real good, but then she tags in Nia. And then Nia and Shayna just yell at Lana and they shame her, tell her to go stand on those steel steps and don't tag in for the rest of the match. So Lana's sad. She's crying. She's got smeared lipstick from the battle she was in. Uh, but then we just get back to the action. Peyton Royce and Bailey have a, a good back and forth, including this big superplex off the top rope, onto the floor, onto a pile of women. Uh... But then they go back in the ring, and Peyton Royce hits Bailey with the deja vu and pins her. That's a huge elimination for Peyton there. It's a huge, uh, yeah, what the hell happened there? That was just a nice moment. Wow. You know, Peyton's got cool new pink-purple hair. They were like, hey, 
let's do it. <laughs> let's go for it. Uh, so then Peyton and Natalia go at it, and there's kind of this botched submission thing going on. I don't know, but then Natalia just ends up doing the sharpshooter, so Peyton taps out. And then soon after, Natty's trying to hit the sharpshooter on Baszler, but Lacey Evans is legal, so she hits the woman's right, uh, eliminates Natalia. And then Bianca Belair comes in, and she had those cool, uh, what do you call it, like the reversible sequence pants. It's all the rage these days. You ever seen those? I, I, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I don't know what they're called. You didn't notice it on her pants? No, yeah, I wouldn't, know, I, I wouldn't know what you would call it. You're right. Reversible Reverse, sequence. Reversible sequence is really the best way. <laughs> I've never thought uh, about that. Huh. So anyway, she's looking cool. Her and Lacey Evans climb to the top rope, and Lacey hits an awesome Spanish fly off the top. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Riot Squad had some good moments, too. They were tag teaming. Uh, the only team left in the whole division, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, the only team that still has, like, one uh, animation and song. Yeah. Uh, Ruby. I felt like Ruby took a good beating here. Lots of, like, stiff kicks. and. Mm. Um, anyways, eventually uh, Shayna gets the Kirafuda clutch on Ruby, who flips over trying to pin her. But Shayna still got it locked in, and Ruby just passes out. Uh, well, she's pinning, so Shayna releases at the two count, and Ruby's eliminated by TKO. <laughs> not not submission. It's a TKO. No. Yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, so Liv Morgan comes in. She starts running wild, hits some nice moves. Uh, she pins Lacey with a crucifix bomb, so that eliminates Evans. But then Naya comes in. Liv tries to take her down, but the giant Naya just uh, hits a big, scary-looking Samoan drop kind of high on Liv's neck area, but that pins her. So SmackDown is down to just Bianca Belair. And, th- and on. this was the moment where I started feeling bad for SmackDown. <laughs> just on the, the whole night. <laughs> just the whole I thought night. this is what you wanted. You wanted the Bianca Belair show. Oh, of course. No, I wanted the Bianca Belair show. No, but this was the point where I, I was like, okay, so Team Raw or like The Miz, a Raw per- competitor won the Battle Royal, and then Team Raw wins... Well, they weren't even keeping score. No one Bobby, was They weren't scores. keeping score like they were in previous years because I think they, you know, they were like, "Shit, we can't have Raw go this over again. <laughs> let's well, not, let's yeah. not keep the score and see what would happen." Well, uh, so anyways, we're down to just Bianca taking on Nia, Shayna, and Lana, who's still standing on the steps there. But yeah, this was the moment Bianca got to show off some that strength, that athleticism. She was looking good. Uh, Shayna applies the Kurafuda clutch. But Bel Air just like uses her muscles to stand up and walk all the way over to the ropes. But she kind of passes out onto the ropes. Uh, but Shayna refuses to break the hold by the ref's count of five. So Baszler is DQ'd. And that so doesn't that, ha- that doesn't happen too often in uh I feel like that shouldn't that doesn't happen too often in an elimination yeah, match. Just the like general that. yeah, so that was kind of cool seeing a unique thing. I guess it protects Shayna a bit. Yeah, it was a little different. Uh, so that just leaves Bel Air, Naya, and Lana. Who's still standing in the corner. So Naya and Bianca, they're just brawling outside the ring. They throw each other into the steel steps. Uh, the ref's counting. He's getting high up there. Uh, Naya lunges at Bianca. She's dumped over the barricade. Bianca tries to dive back into the ring just as the ref reaches the count of 10, meaning it's a double count out. Naya Jax, Bianca Belair are both eliminated. Therefore, Lana is your sole survivor and winner. Of the 2020 Women's Survivor Series match. The sole survivor. And I love it. I, think I, I love it. Has anybody ever been the sole survivor without ever having an elimination? 
probably not. Probably not. Who knows? What a what a weird one. But yeah, by count out, I guess so. Our last three, our last three eliminations were, was a DQ, and then and then that double count out, leaving the ravishing Lana. Russian. She won. She earned it. You know, I would have had her pin all five women, but this still works for <laughs> it's me. Like right out the back, go boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But wait, it I was said, unique. Boom, boom, you know, boom, boom, it was boom. kind of something we uh, speculated before. Kind of at the Royal Rumble, if number 28 and 29 eliminate each other and 30 just comes out and wins. It was kind of like that here with Lana, but she was still in. She fought early in the match. She got her lipstick smeared. Got her lipstick smeared. Uh, And for that, Mike, we have to put a pause on Survivor Series because it is time to crown a brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. Right, right. I knew, I, you, and we knew it was coming. We were hoping it was coming. Uh, <laughs> of course, Lana being oh, the yeah. sole survivor, and uh, the, inter- the the internet was the internet was exploding. She was trending on Twitter. Did you know that? Well, I watched the Chronicle. Oh yes, of course. You, I watched the yeah, of course, you watched the uh, the Chronicle. <laughs> it was great. Dr. Dre's Very The good. Chronicle. And, um, yeah, so we, we got a crown new Twilight champion, of course, Nia Jax, defending against the masked up world. Nia Jax still not wearing a mask. Watch out if you ever see Nia Jax in person. Don't go hang out with her. I'm, I hear she's eating a lot of barbecue food these days. Um, <laughs> but this week's Sweet League champion is going to go to um, an entity, and I say entity, in which was won this award before. They're already a one-time champion. They made themselves a two-time champion. We're giving this award to this week's Wheelie Champion, the WWE. Oh. Who, uh, of course, they're, um, they tweet out, um, after nine straight weeks of being put through the announcer's table, the streak is over. And they post the photo. <laughs> you know that photo uh, from WrestleMania when Brock Lesnar w- beats the taker? So it's yeah. so the shocked re- guy. No, it's not the shocked guy. It's the image of the, 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 the Jumbotron, which reads like 22 and 1. Or whatever, oh. <laughs> whatever the stat is, but the yeah. the twenty two uh, was erased and it was replaced with a number nine. Uh, mm. So you know, but it still it, it looks like it's still there at Mania, wherever it was. I think it was in New Orleans. Uh, at nine and one, the streak is <laughs> over uh, for Lana. She gets the win, and uh, congratulations, congratulations, beautiful. All yeah, yeah, she was jumping around celebrating while Nia was pissed off, even though she still won the match. Her yeah. team. So I guess uh, I guess we can only go up from here, right? For Lana? Yeah. Did you see some of the other tweets, like the Brandy Rhodes and stuff, talking about Lana? I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't see any of those. Yeah, no, it was after her chronicle come out. Brandy oh, Rhodes okay. Was like, hey, the- girl, anytime you need anything, you reach out to me. Stuff like that. Imagine People, that. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey, do you want to get? We'll put you over. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, one of the p- parts of the yeah, like it's. All during the, her recent push and like when she won a match or two and getting the title shot and she like tweeted right after and they just like get reactions and people are like, kill yourself. You don't deserve this. Jesus and Christ. Just like, yeah, things like that. Uh, but one other fun fact, you mentioned the streak being broken. There was two streaks broken with this uh, Team Raw Survivor Series win. Lacey Evans gets her first ever pay-per-view win. No After way. After being like 0 and 12. Oh she was like 0 and 12. my. Well, I guess she spent so much yeah. time at the beginning of last year uh, with Becky Lynch. Yeah. And then she lost to Bailey a couple times. She lost every title shot she ever had. 
Oh my lord. But not this one, baby. I can't believe that. I can't believe she actually got a win. Or, yeah, well, I can't believe this is her first, rather. <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically, she was involved with the win. So, anyways, let's move on to the last wrestling match of the evening. I guess you can call it the main event, I, right? I would call it the main per Personally? <laughs> still still I, a lot of show left. Personally, I would call it the main event. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. We got Roman Reigns taking on Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew sticking with the kilt and the sword for his entrance. Yeah. Will it work again? We'll see. Let's find out. Yeah. Uh, this was good. I thought it was pretty good. They started out a bit slower, build up as they go. You know, lots of brawling, lots of sleeper holds, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, they fight outside the ring. Drew gets slammed into the steel stairs. And then uh, Samoan dropped on the announce table. He has to do it twice to break it. Uh, and then finally, Rain spears Drew through the barricade, breaks the whole thing down, exposes that that extra row of screens you never see on the Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah, I have no clue. So, you have no clue what's going on down there. It's like on the floor. Yeah, but uh, anyways, he survives that. He kicks out, kicks out of some Superman punches. Another spear back in the ring. He kicks out of that, and then he hits the Claymore on Roman. But then Reigns falls right into the ref, takes him out. A well-executed ref bump. Uh, <laughs> well executed. Yeah, it was. In <laughs> so he's down. That leaves uh, Jay Uso to come running out. Uh, but Drew clocks him, and then he turns around back to Roman, and then Reigns hits him with a big low blow, uppercut right to the balls. Uh, and then Jay Uso super kicks him, and then another Superman punch from Reigns, and then he finally locks in the guillotine. And uh, as Drew passes out, another ref comes out to make the call. Reigns wins. Reigns wins. Yeah. And that brings the final score of the evening to 4-3 to three for Raw. 4-3. to three. Not as lopsided as previous years, of course. But uh, Roman Reigns um, putting together this like string of match of the year. <laughs> and uh, I think this was no different. It was so much better than their one at two manias ago. Like you said, Mike, earlier on the show, you, you could hardly remember. Yeah. No, this was a great match. Good build. Uh, you know, and they left a little bit. You know, Roman still had to cheat to win, so cheat if they to ever win, want to go baby. back to this match. Cheat to win. <laughs> yeah, so the Chief, he hugs Uso and celebrates with Heyman at the top of the ramp. But that's not the end of the show. Uh, we still got 35 minutes of show Was left. Was it that long? Holy uh, yeah, shit. I went, I, back. Must have <laughs> I went back to look. I must have fast forwarded through a lot of it. Well, you didn't watch it live, baby. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So uh, this is time. They've been promoting it all month, all throughout the night. This is the final farewell for the the Undertaker. So we start out by bringing out a bunch of performers from the Undertaker's past: Shane McMahon, Big Show, JBL, Jeff Hardy, who had some cool Undertaker face paint on, uh, Mick Foley, The Godfather, Henry O. Godwin, and Phineas I. Godwin. You know them? Never heard of them. <laughs> Uh, their initials stand for hog and pig. Okay. Anyways, they were a tag team from the 90s. Okay. Uh, who else? Savio Vega. Was that another guy you might not know? Yeah, there was tons. There was a few people <laughs> up here that I just kind of didn't know and sort of moved yeah. past. <laughs> Rikishi, Kevin Nash, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Triple H, uh, and finally his brother Kane. And they all got full entrances. Yeah, they all separately. had the full go like music. Yeah, they came down. So we got 15 full entrances huh. of all these men coming out. 
So they're all here. They've all gathered. Uh, now what? <laughs> well, we fade to black. Uh, we play a nice video package. Well, yeah, Ronald. what? Now what? A, a Metallica-fueled video package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well put together, of course. Normal shit. They always do. Of course. Uh, yeah, the whole chronicling, the whole career. And they kind of have ref- wrestlers talking in the background, like interview style. Just, oh, the legacy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, then we cut back to the arena. Everyone's gone. <laughs> they all came out and they're gone. Well, they're gone. Uh, except for Vince McMahon, who's now in the ring and gives a quick little speech about the, the 30 years Undertaker's given to the company. And, you know, he will live on eternally. And then he does one final intro for the dead man, the Phenom. The Undertaker! And then the lights shut down, and we just get tons of pyro shooting off, fireballs everywhere. And then my favorite part was the the big Tesla coils, which played the Undertaker's theme song with lightning. The sounds were made with lightning, (laughs) which some people online didn't understand. They were like, why was there this shitty chiptune going on? I don't think they got it. People. Some people. Anyways, then the big dong hits. Lots of smoke and fog enters the room. Uh, and then we just see the figure of Undertaker appear. And he makes a slow walk for the very last time. Uh, although this time there was like a platform that lifted him up. Instead of using the steel steps, it just like raised him up. Hey, I don't know. who knows? And they were piping in fake Undertaker chants. Yeah, and fa- a lot of fake thank you takers. This yeah, was, was the funny. moment where I was really curious <laughs> why the people who would be backstage would not be out and about in the Thunderdome. Yeah, why didn't they stay there, just like stand outside the ring and clap for him? I mean, they had at least like 40 people there. <laughs> at least, I know. I'm going to say. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't, it. Get, I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny, too, because Taker would like pause for the fake chants. Like, oh, got to let them finish. Got to let them finish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then he speaks and it's just basic stuff just you know I've been laying people to rest for 30 years Uh, my time has come to let the undertaker rest in peace and then he gets down on one knee and he poses as a hologram of Paul Bear appears that was the other part I like hologram tech yeah look good Uh, I haven't seen seen that since Tupac well other people have done it who else has been holograms uh, Kim Kardashian's dead father. Robert, why are we why are we hologramming Robert Kardashian? Kanye West paid like a million bucks for to have his dead father wish her a happy birthday or something. Wow, <laughs> it was very recent. I saw a clip of it. It was so weird. I would love it. <laughs> and he like he puts himself over. It's like, and you married the most creative man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> See if I if I could pay to have a hologram of Robert Kardashian, I would have him. <laughs> Giving OJ legal advice. I, I think would that's where like, I would, OJ, you did it, but we're gonna get you out. Yeah, I'd PM say, put on the glove. That's what I want. <laughs> that's what I want Robert Kardashian to put on the glove. They won't be able yeah. to prove it. <laughs> so, anyways, Taker, he does. He stays in that pose for a while. They play the dong plays its final salute. Did, they should have done. Get, did they do a twelve dong salute? <laughs> I didn't count the dongs, but there was quite a bit. Probably was 12. Uh, no, is it a 21 dong? Is it a 21 dong salute? What is it? Is it 21 I don't know. Gun one's salute? a gun, one's a bell. Yeah. I think 21 guns. That's, know, like that sounds Green like a thing, like the Green Day song. Yeah, okay. 21 guns! <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he gets up, he leaves, he walks up the ramp, he raises his fist, and then he finally walks through the curtain for the final time. So we're told. Hopefully. 
But uh, overall, uh, probably a pretty shitty final farewell. You know, no fans there, no real reaction. I get the whole 30th anniversary thing, but the, you didn't have to stick to that strict date. Yeah, I feel as though you could have pushed it a little bit, maybe at least. In, like, like we already know he wrestled his last match. He can do a farewell anytime. Exactly. The farewell kind of could be any time or maybe just don't farewell. I you know, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Who knows, who knows I mean, I guess he still has a Hall of Fame. They can. He'll still because have one more. because Mark Calloway does not seem like the type of man to assume a backstage producer role and or on screen yet not wrestling role. He's he sort of seems like like a quiet Mind yeah, his own business to. kind of guy. He's not going to come back like Kurt Angle or he's not going to come back <clears> like Shane or something like that. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. No, I thought, uh, you know, if this was the final farewell, it was pretty underwhelming. Underwhelming. But uh, yeah, I guess they did a great job at, you know, just kind of highlighting him. The production and, side of things are always great. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the lightning. I love those Tesla playing the song. <laughs> And maybe that means, who knows? Yeah, the next time we see Undertaker, he'll be um, Mark Calloway. You know, he'll Big be, Mark, yeah. I hope, but now especially, I think it's a really important time in a professional wrestler's life when they do retire, they can finally uh, just shave their head and kind of admit it. Um, <laughs> and I, so I, well, I, I really do hope the next time we see Undertaker, he's kind of committed himself to, hey, I'm going bald. I can't do this forever. Kevin Nash did it. It seemed to work well for him. I mean, Taker's gone back. He's shaved it and grown it back a couple times. Yeah, yeah, he has a couple times. He, but now oop. I think if we're really talking about what we want to lay to rest or rest yeah. in peace, I think it's uh, his his hairline. <laughs> well, that was it. That was Survivor Series. That was Survivor Series, man. A pretty good show. Roman Reigns is still my favorite part about television right now, certainly on the SmackDown side. Um yeah, I think he's just crushing it, and he's been on, what, three main events in a row now, uh, making this Universal title uh, as prestigious as it sh as it should have been already. The title's, like, fucking four years old. It shouldn't have taken mm -hmm. them this long for them to, like, make it mean something, but I'm so glad they finally have. Indeed. Well, let's move on, because the wrestling world doesn't stop. You know, it was Sunday, uh, and uh, as the sun will rise tomorrow... Sunday will always uh, fall before Monday. And what else happens on Monday? Monday Night Raw, baby. Let's get raw. Let's get raw. On the USA Network, if you couldn't tell by the fucking t-shirts. Uh, there were not many guys wore the shirts though. No, no, they wore well, on the uh, the Miz did. So Miz, that's really he's like always the, a shell. He's, he's always a, a fucking corporate. Because he's got his own show on the Miz, same channel. Miz and Mrs. Yeah. Check it out, USA Network after Monday Night Raw. Because <laughs> why not watch four hours of TV on a Monday night, you slob? Yeah. Um, we do kick off. <laughs> we do kick off the show though with a little bit of a with a celebration of sorts for Team Raw, um, where Adam Pierce kicks off the show. Yeah. Um, suggesting, hey, may you know, he comes out, gives a congratulations to the Raw team, and maybe suggests to himself, hey, maybe uh, one of these members of of this team should have a uh, championship opportunity uh, taking on Drew McIntyre. Yeah, you know, going five and zero deserves a reward. So, uh, hey, I want to give each of you a chance to state your case. 
So, so. yeah, <clears throat> Team Raw comes out. Uh, AJ with his little captain thing. But I don't know if you glanced over. Uh, Matt Riddle was wearing University of Florida Gators colors. Uh, that sort of beat sort of beat him scheme. Um, Braun Strowman still is covering his hands. I don't know if he wants you to get them anymore. Uh, maybe like get these gloves or something. I'm not entirely sure. Sheamus is doing Sheamus thing, but Keith Lee. Over on the other side, uh, seems to be sporting a tire more similar to that what we are familiar with the Limitless One wearing. Huh. Ah. Uh, I also forgot to mention he uh, he had a new theme song as well. It seems like he, it seems like they're kind of remixing it. <laughs> it's like every yeah. Week, every well, they week. added like he's rapping again. They added some other things. Yeah, yeah. it's sort of like they're they kind of have like a whole. They kind of have like okay, this is the two minute chunk of song, and they're sort of like plopping shit in every week to see yeah. what works and what doesn't. <laughs> but Keith Lee, what I noticed was he was wearing his little the shorts with the like the vest, the sleeveless vest thing. Uh, who knows? Could be a sign of good things to come. Hopefully. Uh, so, anyways, they all plead their case and they all bicker back and forth and Braun Strowman he freaks out on Adam Pierce and headbutts him right in the bald head bald, that's, some, that's some bald on bald violence yeah that hurts but that was your opening seg uh, also did you happen to go back and watch the Orton Drew butt grab from last week no I didn't I was meaning to though did it happen uh, well I saw it happen I know it happened oh, okay so you're just asking if I rewatched it there's not like an uh, is there updated news no I think I'm the only one that saw it okay. I didn't see it reported on the internet <laughs> uh, and believe me I, you you searched Randy Orton butt grab and you went you searched for pages yeah <laughs> I'm gonna give it to you right now timestamp it real quick <laughs> time I'm gonna timestamp it real quick uh no but anyways first we'll move on to new day taking on the hurt business we got a raw tag team championship match just like that just like that uh good stuff you know you know with matchups like this people are gonna start caring about the tag titles so because the hurt business they actually want to go for the belts it's making people yeah and that's and that's really you know you make a good you make a really good point right there people should want these things yeah. And nobody seems to want the U.S. title right now. Nobody seems to want the IC title right now. It's just sort of somebody has it, or the hmm. sm- or the the women's tag titles. Nobody wants them. Well, yeah. Uh, this match was going all right. They're fighting outside the ring, but then the ref he's counting. He gets up to nine. Uh, both Shelton and Kofi dive back into the ring, but only Shelton makes it all the way in. So. It was kind of a weird finish. It's, the ref makes the count out, so the Hurt Business win. But uh, MVP gets on the microphone. He's like, no, we don't want to end like that. Let's restart the match. So it was kind of weird the yeah. way they were doing it. Odd, yeah, a little bit of a weird booking thing. MVP is like the Taz of <laughs> <laughs> WWE right now. I don't like him. Uh, oh, you don't like him. <laughs> or, I know you don't like Taz, but I thought you liked MVP. I mean, I, it is just the extension. If I don't like them, then they're doing their job well. And okay. that, that's actually that's the fine. point. But in terms of my personal, don't like Taz. Don't like MVP. Uh, I want I, and and I hate that. I hate them. I just want well, the good guys to win all the time, Mike. Okay. Well, they do restart the match, and her uh, business are looking good, working on Kofi's leg. Uh, but then, eventually, Shelton goes for a power bomb on Xavier. He reverses it with a hurricane rana, gets a three count, attains the titles. Yeah, this was um. Yeah, it was an odd. Yeah, it was a weird booking thing for me. I th- with me because I think the problem with this match for me was I, I feel like it made the hurt business look real bad. 
Uh, yeah, who, I, I, uh, who have yeah. been stringing together a series of very nice wins lately, and we've agreed, you know, certainly one of the best stables, you know, po probably best stable in the company, even maybe. Um, who knows? We have a pay per view coming up, right? Or like TLC is on the twentieth of December, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that could be a, that, this could be a good tag title. This ladder has match. ladder match written all yeah. over it. Yeah. And then put the gold on the Hurt Business. It could be time, yeah. It mm -hmm. should be time. Should be time. Uh, but then we go backstage. Charlie is interviewing Adam Pierce, who has come out of the doctor's office with a big bruise on his head. Mm -hmm. uh, she says, what's going on? Uh, what were you going to announce before you got knocked out? And then Bobby Lashley comes up because he wants to throw his name in the hat for uh, this upcoming title shot. So they have a little discussion. And then Randy Orton comes up. He wants in, too. So, anyways, uh, then we go, we get, he's got to talk it out, so we, we get a quick interview with Lana, Soul Survivor, she's on top of the world. What's next, a title match? Who knows? But we go back to Adam Pierce, who says, all right, we're going to settle this in the ring tonight. We're going to have three singles matches, and the winners of each of those will go on to a triple threat next week. And the winner of that will go on to face Drew McInfart. Hmm. <laughs> He said Mac and Fart. <laughs> you caught that, right? I caught it, right? I caught it. I think the whole world caught it. Uh, then he corrects himself, Drew McIntyre, but this will live on forever. I already saw him tweet out in response to it. Like, uh, I'm trying to wonder, what did he say? Like, what was he thinking? So my thoughts are he was he was Drew McIntyre for the title, but somehow Mac and for the title turned into fart. Or maybe it was like <laughs> Mac and Fort. But it he really, it, you know, but yeah, that's weird. So what a botch. Uh, but Drew McIntyre. What is. a botch. Oh, my God. That <laughs> was hilarious, though. I'm a, you uh, know, if you can't laugh at that, what can you laugh at? No, that's a good point. Drew McIntyre, though, does sound like a uh, an unreleased, like, Garbage Pail Kids card. Um. <laughs> yeah. I remember, uh, yeah, I remember uh, there was Mad Magazine and then there was Cracked Magazine. Yes, Cracked Magazine. Yeah. Amber Cracked had like these fake Pokemon, like Pukemon cards. Oh, yeah. You could do that. That would be Drew. Drew McInfart. Sort of like little garbage pail kids-esque. Yeah. yeah. Like Pikachu was picking Chew. He was picking his nose. And, and eating it. That's funny. Or chewing yeah, it. Yeah, and there was other things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. That's that. That's that. Uh, that was, I mean, that was one of the highlights of the show, I'll be honest. <laughs> let me give you something real quick here. Click this link. And it'll take you exactly to what you want to see. It'll take me to the butt grab? Yeah, I've time stamped it. For the folks at home, we want to hear your live reaction. You've even time stamped it. Okay, here we go. Here we yeah. go. Let's see what happens. Introducing the new this is an advertisement. Oh, we ah. don't promote advertisements here on the podcast. Oh, it's not time stamped. <laughs> oh, why is not? Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh well, I'll listen to it in my. Uh, I'll, I'll check. No, it. go to go to four thirty-five. Four thirty-five. Four thirty-five. Here we're scrolling. We're scrolling. We're scrolling. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Yes. Ha 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 ha! 
<laughs> it's not. A, or it's almost like, fuck, it's almost like he just wants to, like, get his hand out of the way, but then realize that his butt was I there. I think it was a pat. I think it was a pat. Like, good yeah, because it is really, really quick. It's like, so Drew McIntyre is kind of arched <laughs> up, and it's between the time that the three happens and Drew collapses back on the ground. It's like, one, yeah. two, three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a nice one. That was funny. I just had to share it. That was a funny just one. I had to share it. Anyways, you know how appropriate the man called Drew McInfart gets patted on the butt. <laughs> Anyways, enough of that talk. Let's move on. Sheamus taking on Riddle in the first of those three qualifier matches. Uh, Sheamus is still all angry because Riddle calls him Fireface, Firecrotch, all that shit. <laughs> so uh, they actually had a good match, though. Good rough beat each other around. Uh, Riddles, lots of stiff strikes, kicking each other in the head. Uh, Sheamus hits a big white noise off the second rope, but Riddle kicks out of that. Uh, eventually, yeah, Sheamus goes for a clover leaf. Riddle rolls him up, gets a three. So he's moving on. Yeah, real like kick ass re- wrestling match, you know? Yeah, yeah high just energy stiff kicks, punch, <laughs> and 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 we and just like we were saying, we you know uh, how how it does come to book Survivor Series sort of like right before the mat, you know, the matches themselves, and then right after having these five guys going at it for an opportunity. Suddenly, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 Good follow up. Uh, more follow up. We go backstage. Asuka walks up to Lana. She heard the interview earlier. Uh, so she just says, hey, I heard you want to challenge me for the championship. But Lana's too modest. Like, no, 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 I'm not ready. But, you're, you know, you're one of the greatest. But Asuka's like, that's OK. I like challenges. I accept. See you in the ring. So, hey, good for Lana. Good for Lana. Great for Lana. Great for me. <laughs> uh, we go to the Firefly Funhouse with Bray and Alexa, and they're talking about friendship and how friends will always let you down. And Bray says, friends are no good, just like your opponent tonight, Nikki Cross. And then we get the debut of a new character, uh, the Friendship Frog. You know, this fancy frog. He's got a hat. He's got a monocle. He's got a monocle. He's got a little bow tie on him. Yeah. He's very classy. Classy he guy. He tells a yeah. Tells Alexa, hey, pay no attention to Bray. You can't let a dear friend like Nikki just hop away. Alexa turns and she gets the demon eyes and then she just smashes the frog's brains. Whoops. So YouTube <laughs> YouTube kept playing on my phone. So oh, <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Sorry. sorry. Uh, yeah. So she smashes the frog's brains in and then Bray says, that's enough. Join us for a brief moment of silence. Moment of silence. And then we just get this slideshow of sad, sentimental music playing as we see the frog grow up from tadpole into frog, graduation, becoming the friendship frog, 1980 to 2020. Mm-hmm. It made me laugh a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Almost like, you know, you can hear, nice tribute. you know, like so it's a little, <laughs> yeah, the, the montage yeah. you would the montage see at somebody's like shitty wedding or something. Yeah. Uh, Bray says it's a real shame he croaked. And then they both laugh as the segment ends. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but but Nikki Alexa is the match we're getting later. You know, kind of furthering this uh, Alexa's dark side. Yes, yeah. but before we get there, we got the Raw Women's Championship match: Oscar defending against Lana. Uh, before the bell can even ring, though, Nia and Shayna come out to watch from the commentary table. So, anyways, the match is going good. Now Lana's getting a couple nice near falls. Uh, she avoids the baseball slide from Oscar. But then Nia and Shayna just start chirping at Asuka for uh, not being able to put Lana out quickly. So Asuka grabs a water bottle, dumps it on them, 
So Naya hits Asuka, causing the DQ, ruining the match. And then afterwards, they're double-teaming Asuka. Naya picks her up, ready to Samoan drop her through the table. But Lana is the one that saves Asuka. And then uh, they go to leave, but Naya gets on the mic and says, You started something, finish it! So they'll have a tag match later. Oh, I thought they just, the, the two kind of rolled into one. The tag match? Oh, I thought it was like, uh, I thought it was like I guess, back well, to back. They, there was one thing in between. Oh, there was our okay. truth. Oh, that's why. <laughs> that's why. That's why I thought they were back to back. Yeah. Well, championship circumstances. Uh, he's advertising. He's doing the WWE shop Black Friday deals. Yeah. When Drew Gulak appears, uh, goes for the pin, but then the lights shut out. The Fiend. So everyone runs off. Truth runs off, but then the Fiend rises up, and it's it's Drew Gulak. Oh wait, no, it's uh, Kira Tozawa mm-hmm. wearing a Fiend mask. Imagine that. Imagine if the Fiend went for I hope <laughs> I would 24/7 I know I would hope the Fiend goes to the 24/7 title only to retire the 24/7 title. Yeah, just like no one wants to challenge me. So. Exactly. Nobody wants, you know, nobody wants it, so nobody's going to beat him. Yeah. But then we do go right into that women's tag match. Uh not for the tag titles, but anyways. Uh Lana's in the ring. She's getting double teamed trying to make that tag. Uh, they're showing Lana's flexibility when Baszler's just like contorting her body with these painful submissions. Painful. Showing that ballet experience. I'm sure. Yeah. Did, did she talk about Black she, Swan lifestyle? Did she talk about Russia. that in the Chronicle? <laughs> oh, yeah. She grew up in Latvia, Russia, Black Swan life. That you not dense, you're worthless. Yeah. Things like that. Wow. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I thought she was, she was born in the, the, the USSR. The US. No, she was born in the U.S., but she lived, yeah, in Latvia, USSR for a oh, long time. Wow. So that's why okay. she's legit fluent in Russian and all that. Never knew that. Uh, but anyways, so they're fighting here. Eventually, Lana makes the hot tag to Asuka. She's running wild, but then outside the ring, Naya attacks Lana. Naya's ready to put Lana through the announce table, but Lana fights back and just rains these fists of fury. Uh so Naya lunges at her, but Lana ducks. Naya flies over the table. Shayna locks in the Kirafuda clutch on Lana, but Asuka was the legal woman. So she just rolls up Baszler for the three count. Asuka, Lana win. Give him a title shot. The roll up, the the most devastating move in sports entertainment. You can even take out Shayna Baszler. Screw that streak that she had. Nobody, nobody can what streak can outrun didn't she have a massive streak kind of like with nxt and then on and nxt to, she did yeah and then on she's to, lost um whatever she lost to charlotte she lost right well by uh, you, well that's well that's the thing right and then you, you know, the, the roll-up uh is is you know yeah one of the one of those most more dangerous moves well i'm saying uh give oscar and lana a title shot Give them the belts. Give them everything. I'd say, yeah. I mean, maybe this is the tag that we're forming instead of. I mean, we, like we said, Oscar's <laughs> been a little cold lately. It would be great to see, you know, the Raw women's tag leave Raw maybe temporarily, so they could t- challenge a team like the Riot Squad or whatever this Peyton Lacey nonsense has become. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but we got Keith Lee taking on Bobby Lashley, another qualifier for next week. Uh, a lot of beef here. A lot of beef in this ring. A lot of beef. <laughs> they had a nice, big, strong man match. Uh, Bobby's trying to apply that hurt lock, but Lee is just so damn big. Mm-hmm. Can't get the fingers all the way around. Uh, Lashley gets his head cut open at some point. I didn't see where, but. 
There was a uh, lot of Hurt Lock teases in this. He, yeah. he really went for that uh, maneuver. Well, that's his, that's his uh, go-to. Uh, but he is, does show some great strength. He's able to lift and suplex Lee. Uh, but Lee fights back. He's in control when MVP slams him into the ring post behind the ref's back. So Lashley tries once again to get that hurt lock, but Lee escapes, slams him down. So MVP just jumps in and attacks Keith Lee, causing a DQ. Just like that. So costing, Lee costing the hurt business at a chance of gold. Yeah, that's, you know, that's not going to fly well, I don't think. But uh, yeah, so Keith Lee moves on to next week. But once again, a shitty finish. For shitty finish. This I, I honestly, I, I, this match wasn't very good. It's sort of no. uh, lack of chemistry, certainly. No real semblance of story. We kept trying to go back to that hurt lock, which is weird, you know, because uh, somebody with, uh, you know, the raw power of Bobby Lashley and the the explosiveness of Keith Lee, you think that you think it would kind of mesh, but I guess not uh, Not on this night. I mean, yeah, it's just been there. Their booking of Keith Lee in general. It's so I mean, not bizarre. That it was it's like, yeah, I don't yeah. think they, they, Vince doesn't know what to do with them. He's a big guy who doesn't wrestle like a big guy. Yeah, because he can do little guy things, but Vince is like, ah, oh, big guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, we, we need him. We need, we, because yeah, yeah. Keith Lee is sort of, certainly with his time on NXT, has come across as somebody who can work with anybody, even yeah. though he is the size of somebody who can only work with big guys. <sighs> yeah, who knows, but at least he's moving on to next week. So, so bizarre. Yeah, but let's move on. Nikki Cross taking on Alexa Bliss. Uh, one small little thing I noticed during Alexa's entrance uh, on her Videotron. She's got like the fiend face, but I could tell by the shape of the eyes it was her face wearing like a fiend mask so yeah she's got a new like there's a little bit of a look now that sort of certainly something that is probably uh, available now at wweshop.com get it just in time for black friday oh <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah that's what i'm wondering like we've seen the eyeballs i'm wondering if the final transformation is when she finally does has wear. dons her own mask yeah, yeah i hope that is the case because but I that can would, also see Vince being like, she's too pretty to cover up. Well, and that's kind of the problem. Yeah. And then it has like this opposite Mia Yim effect. And you're like, okay, so why can Mia Yim wear a mask? Yeah. Uh, but not Alexa Bliss. And uh given the McMahon support of the Trump administration, there's too many <laughs> there's too many terrible implications. Uh, yeah. Uh but anyways, on to the match. Nikki, she's trying to talk to Lexi, but you know, Alexa's just acting silly. She's posing, getting Nikki to chase her around. Uh, but Nikki gets a hold of her, and Cross just goes wild, just starts beating her around. But Bliss is laughing as she does it. So Nikki just gets more aggressive, just starts slamming her down, screaming at her, telling her to listen. And then for a brief moment, seems like Alexa snaps out of it. She's she's crying and pleading with Nikki. She looks at the she looks down at the outfit she's wearing. She doesn't know what's going on. She's Help me, Nikki. Uh, she's so confused. So Nikki goes over to console her and puts a hand on her shoulder. But Alexa gets up, hugs her, and says, I'm so sorry. And then, bam, she just hits her with the finisher, covers her for the three while posing and smiling evilly. But I really like this this dynamic of the character. Yeah, less of, you think, uh, less of a match, more of a story. Yeah. But do you think it was her pretending, or do you think she actually snapped out of it for a second there? Uh, that's what I wonder myself, 
to because I think the fans, uh, certainly like you and I included, we were so stoked on the expansion of the Firefly Funhouse and Alexa Bliss's inclusion into that. I would hate, uh, like I, 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 I guess the question to myself is, do I like that she's all in or do I like that she's not? Um, I would rather kind of right now Alexa Bliss be all in to the Firefly Funhouse just because it has been months and months of getting her in. So if we're kind of two months into this and she's still not sure, that to me, I'm just like, ah, what the hell? Like, what's taking you so long to just buy in? Like, is it going to be a four month? <clears throat> is it going to be a four month thing that ultimately results in her saying no? That would suck. Oh, I, I think it's she doesn't even know what's going on. She's just brainwashed. Yeah. So for a brief, she's hypnotized, and for a brief moment, she came out of it. Yeah. Or it could be. Yeah. I. I, I or she faked the whole thing. Or she faked the whole thing, and it seems like either way, we're not gonna get an, <laughs> we're not gonna get an answer, either way. Um. But yeah, I do hope they kind of solidify which side of the cart, which side of the you know the the the. The, the battle she's on. Is she in the funhouse or is she not? Because it has been a few months already. Well, she's in the funhouse. It's just whether she wants to be. Well, yeah, but I mean like, exactly. I mean like, <laughs> are we completely in, thousand percent, no doubts in our mind, or are we still kind of dipping our toe in the water? Because the fiend's got shit to do. He's still He's got shit to do, you know? He's doing it. He's doing it. Uh, well, I think Nikki Cross could even be joining this fun house. Why the hell not? Yeah, but uh, but again, don't dip your foot in. Uh, we need to see these characters like fucking in this thing. Okay. Okay, let's move on to the main event. Main event. Uh, Randy Orton taking on AJ Styles in the final of those qualifiers. Um, and it's official now. We're going with Omas for the big guy's name. O M A S. Yes, Omos. Omos? Omos. I don't know. Pretty close. Anyways, this was a fun main event. Uh, I think these guys have fought before, but I don't recall too many singles matches between them. Uh, well, they but, had Mania a couple years ago. Uh, Orton AJ? Orton what AJ. Mania? Oh, God. Which Mania? What number are we on right now? Uh, was that, uh, it uh, happened. Uh, it happened. Okay. That's all I remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Omos. Oh, yeah. So, anyways. They're fighting here. Uh, Omos on the outside helps out AJ. He literally just lifts him up like a child from the ground of the apron with his hands. Uh, so AJ's targeting Orton's leg, looking for that calf crutcher. But Randy fights back. Uh, he's in control outside the ring when the Fiend, you were talking about doing his own business. That's what he's doing here. He pops up from behind, behind the barricade, and then he just kind of disappears, freaks out Orton a bit. So Orton gets back in the ring. We continue. But once again, the lights shut down. The Fiend appears on the apron, startling Randy more. So AJ capitalizes, hits the phenomenal forearm, and gets the win. Gets the big win, advancing to next week's triple threat match. Um, the match, you know, itself kind of okay. Uh, this was all, this this match felt all about the Fiend and the Rand Man uh, revisiting, you know, the, their their history. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got a good reason to be mad at Randy. Of course, right? You know, burning down uh, the whatever, whatever, what was it called? The compound. The Wyatt family compound or something. Yeah, burning that, yeah. burning that building down. Certainly, of course, they were tag team champions together. Uh, so who knows? Does, does that mean the Fiend, you know, could re-influence Randy Orton to uh, be on his team? I don't know. 
We shall see, but we do know next week we're getting AJ Styles, Keith Riddle, or Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. Keith Riddle, <laughs> Matt Lee. Yeah, in a triple threat match for the winner. I guess we'll go to TLC probably to face Drew. Probably. So. At the very least, this match will be a damn fun, probably main event. Yeah, I like all three of those. They're pretty fresh matchups. Uh, you know, I'm glad it wasn't Orton and Lashley and whoever else. Or, yeah. Sheamus. Or Orton, Lashley, Sheamus, I guess would be the <laughs> worst, been a lot worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah. So, hey. Yeah, looking forward to that one next week. Looking forward to that one, Mike. That was the first half of our show. I think it's about time that we take a quick break. Let's do it. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with the uh, the Wednesday Night War. Of course, we got some trivia, so folks, you're going to want to stick around. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother, yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother, yeah. Part two. Ha, ha, ha. You have no clue what we were talking about before ha! the break there. But if thanks, only. For, thanks for sticking it out through the break um, with us, Mike. We are in the glorious time. Uh, oh, my God. I'm not even going to say what I was about to say because uh, uh, a lot of people would disagree that uh, we're in a glorious time. Well, actually, I was going to I was OK. Here, here's full disclosure. I was going <laughs> to say we're in the glorious time where a pay-per-view just ended. So we've got like months until the next pay-per-view. And then I re- then I remembered. I was like, ah, no, because it's got almost, like three things. We've this got month. like three things to go before, uh, which is a whole thing. But before we get to our Wednesday night war, at least because we do have our war games pay per view coming up, uh, and winter is coming, and winter is coming, baby. But before we get to all that, uh, how about let's kick off the second half of the show the only way we know how, which is with a little bit of trivia. Trivia. Hey. Right. Oh, Mike, I have four questions for you this week. Okay. Oh, they're, they're yeah. short. They're short one. They're short little questions. Okay. Mine are yeah. Mine were easy to come up with, so I've, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you six. Okay. I have more, but I'm gonna cut it in half. Okay. How about <laughs> then you kick it off then? Okay. This one was inspired by last week. Or was it two weeks ago? I can't remember. But when Drew McIntyre won the title on Monday Night Raw, you know, a rarity, mm-hmm. a special occasion whenever that happens. Uh, so that's what the trivia is going to be focused around. Uh, we're talking about specifically Raw world title changes. So any of the three belts, you know, the one that's retired, the big gold, the universal title and the WWE title. OK. OK. So, you know, it's changed on Raw. All those belts have changed on Raw at some point, And uh, we're going to do some trivia for that. OK. So let's start off simple. Uh, who is the only person to win the Universal title on Raw? Universal title. Yeah. Okay, so who are the only people? Um, I think uh, the answer is Kevin Owens. Indeed. In August 2016, uh, the Universal title, you know, Finn Balor won it. He vacated it. Uh, and then, yes, Kevin Owens won that fatal four away. It was uh, uh, him, Seth, Roman, and uh, Big Cass. Big Cass of all people, that's right. Never that's right. N- never seen the match. I just know it exists. Yeah. So that it was fun. It was fun. Right on. Uh, and another fun fact to go with it, uh, the Universal title has been vacated more than it's been won on Raw with twi- 
twice it's been vacated. <laughs> the title that's been vacated more than it's been defended. <laughs> wow. Yeah, at least time wrong. Wow. Okay. Uh, let me hit you with another quick one. Sure. Uh, that one was maybe too easy. This one's going back in time. This might be hard. Back in time. We're going back to February of 1997 when this person was the first ever person to win a world title on Monday Night Raw. 1997. Yeah, so that's, you know. Fuck. Yeah, that's a tough one. I will say this one's tricky. This one's tricky. In general, it's tricky. Because you may not even know this guy was champion very much. Or uh, certainly somebody, if somebody won the WWE, sorry, what, what was the championship? Can you repeat which one? Uh, so the world, you know, the gold eagle, the, the winged okay, yeah, eagle. Okay, yeah, the WWE championship. Yeah, yeah. 1997, February time. Okay, I've given so, you some vague clues that it might not be a huge, huge name. So, Okay, so I think about guys like, uh, I think about Mankind Rock when I'm thinking late 90s title changes. Uh, I'm probably going to put Stone Cold in there somewhere. Uh, well, yeah, Mankind, Mick Foley, like who, who you know, the, the, the man known as. Of course, of course, of course. Um, so I'm going to say if, if not one of those guys, or maybe certainly Triple H. Um, so I'm going to say if it wasn't one of those guys winning it. One of those guys would have been involved in the match in some capacity, like you know, loot law had lost it in the match. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go out there and say, uh, I'm gonna say it was uh, mankind, Mick Foley, the man. Ah, uh, no, it was not. Hmm, I mean, that's too he bad. was, yeah, Am he I was the, certainly. I, I was. I'm in the ballpark, kind of. Yeah, he was in the mix. All those guys were kind of in the mix, but uh, no, the man we were looking for was Psycho Sid. Psycho Sid. Believe it or not, I know. I tried to tell you it was it was yeah. gonna be vague, but uh, that's pretty vague. He was a, uh, I think he lost it to the Undertaker like a month later at WrestleMania. So wait, so Psycho Sid uh, lost or won the championship on Monday Night on Raw? It was vacated, of course. Uh, I think Shawn Michaels vacated it, and then they they determined a winner on Raw. It was like Sid, Steve Austin, Bret Hart, or some other people in the match, and Psycho Sid of all people won the belt. Uh, had a brief run, and then yeah. Lost hmm. it to Taker. I think he's a two-time champ, but he wasn't that good. Interesting. He was okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, there you have it. Hot to throw. Hit me up. Hit me with your burp, burp. Mike, I have a couple quick ones for you here. Um, we're going to be naming uh, some old tag teams. Okay. But, maybe, but maybe not uh, names that we're kind of familiar with. You know, sometimes people can only pair up for a little bit amount of time, and maybe it's only in like a little bit amount of branding mm-hmm. that uh, they're sort of there for. Um, now, you, this is like a this is this is trivia for you. These are like things that I had to look up, and I had no fucking clue who these people <laughs> were. But we're gonna kick this one off. Um, the tag team known as the Brain Busters. Who was in it? Uh, I know the name. I feel like it's like late 80s, early 90s. And I feel like it's like big names we know. Like a guy like Arn Anderson. Uh, the Brain Busters. The Brain Busters. Brain Busters. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I feel Arn Anderson type of guy. I'm leaning on that type of thing. Uh, the brain busters. Um, 
Yeah. Oh. Mm. Are these so? Do you do you recognize either of the names of the members of the team? I know both of the names of the members of the team. Okay. Yes. So what's yeah? I I just didn't know that they you know this was kind of. No, I know the name. I just can't. Yeah. I can almost like picture them coming down with their things on. <laughs> you know, like a little. <laughs> what things? Just like like that. There. You know how like FTR wears trunks, but they wear like jackets over their trunks. Mm. Like the little wind. I can almost picture how that type FTR. Of look. Interesting. Interesting. FTR. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Interesting. Ah, okay. FTR, Tully Blanchard, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Tully Blanchard. And, I mean, I was saying Arn Anderson earlier. You're right there, Mike. You're right there. You're in the ballpark. You're swinging. So maybe we're, Tully we're, and we're Ole up. Anderson. What's your, yeah, give me give me a final. What you got? <laughs> Tully and Oli. <laughs> Tully and Oli. No, Mike, it was Arn. Tully and Arn. It was Arn the whole time. Well, you tried time. to trick me. You tried. You Regis felbined me. I tried to like kind of get you in the right direction. I guess I'm not good at leading. I was you saying on. Arn all along. I know, but then I got you to say Tully, and then I was like, great. Now nah, you know. Oh uh, well. Anyways, but, uh, I would have gone with that. <laughs> that's exactly right, Mike. Brainbusters uh, okay. was, I guess, like a side team name of Tully and Arn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was. WCW, NWA, or I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. I'll give you another one here. Perfect. So we're talking about Raw title changes. The big world titles. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this man, he lost his first and only reign with the WWF championship 24 hours after he won it. He lost it to Stone Cold on Monday Night Raw in June of 1998. Ah. 98 another old <clears throat> another old one shit okay yeah so who held the title uh 98 i'm still thinking those same those same kind of players yeah those same this kind one of- i know that you know i know that you know the answer uh like I, mean, I, I know I, I know the person in which the answer is for yeah and i know that you know like how that person won their belt and now they're losing it the next night 24 hours later to Stone Cold on Monday Night Raw. Right. Yeah, this is definitely one of those like stories I, I remember from before or something. And it's somebody like... Uh... Fuck. Fuck! Ugh. Yeah, it's... um, it, it, like, it, like, it, he lost it. Yeah, so it would have been big win at the pay-per-view on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then big loss on the Monday. Oh, my God. And I'm still thinking the same players... He but, lost uh, it to Stone Cold. So they, they lost, yeah, to Stone Cold. Like somebody had yeah. it for one day and then lost it to Stone Cold. So he probably beat Stone Cold the night before. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like late 90s. I can't think of like a well, I mean of oh, shit. Yeah, these ones are tough because I know I know all the stories, but you know, can't quite put the the faces to the names. But losing to Stone Cold, I only think of like Fuck. I think, like, I don't think Vince, like, I know Vince, I don't think it's a Vince McMahon thing. Uh, yeah, fuck, this one's tough. I can't picture, like, The Rock and Stone Cold yet, or Mankind Stone Cold yet. I don't really know who I picture Stone Cold hanging around right now. Fuck. You know what, I'm probably not going to have the right answer, but I'm going to say it's somebody in the time 
I'm going to say it was Shawn Michaels. It was Kane. Kane. You'll recall the first blood match. Oh, the uh, yeah, the king, the uh, the king of the ring. Yes, the same night match. as the Hell in the same Cell. Same night as Hell in the Cell. Which, by the way, if you're looking strategies on a first blood match, and you could choose to wear trunks or a full <laughs> bodysuit, kids yeah. at home, pick the full bodysuit every time. Hell yeah! So <laughs> even yeah. if you bleed, want it. they can't really tell. I was so upset, though, because I was such a big Kane fan. So he won the title. I'm like, yeah, my guy. And then the next <laughs> night, he loses it. And I'm like, fuck. And you're like, no, my guy. And that was the only time he ever held that belt. So I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> damn. I hated Stone Cold with a passion. He beat it all my favorite guys. And then when did you, when did you turn around? Basically after he retired. I'm like, ah, he was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. After he retired. Yeah. Well, only wish but he no, he was like Roman Reigns back then. I hated him. I hated him. Or he the was, overbooking. He was the your, Superman booking. He was I mean. your Roman. Yeah, back then. Wow. But I was, I was. Everyone else loved him though. So. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, where does that leave us? Uh, you want to give me another one? I'll give you another tag team right now. Okay, sir. Because we're looking at another tag team. Uh, the name of the tag team were the Mega Powers. The Mega Powers. Okay, of course that would be Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage. There you go. Some yeah. summary easier than others. That because that was like a tagline of so they were a team for a year and then they faced each other in the main event of WrestleMania five and it was the Mega Powers collide was the big poster. Wow. Okay. So okay. Get that. Anyways, okay. Let's move on. Uh, you want some more modern? I'll give you more modern. Uh, the first person. Who was the first person to ever cash in Money in the Bank on Raw to win the title? First person to cash in. That's a good one. Yes. Um, Because that's a sneaky move. Yeah. <laughs> the first ever on Raw. First ever on Raw. Um, oh, you know what? I'm Sneaky, sneaky cashers. What did, did you did you give me a year or no? Uh, I didn't give you the year, but okay. it was okay. That's fine. First ever, they won the WWE title. Um, and I'm specifying WWE title, so you know. Okay, yeah, I can kind of not like the that. big gold. The I one can that's certainly I can certainly put a timestamp on it too. You know, it's after <laughs> it's after 2002. Yeah, or whatever. so you know, it's not like yeah, mankind's not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to go with someone who is sneaky, and I can't picture how they won it, but I knew that they held it, and I can't picture how they would have won it, so maybe it's just going to their alley. Uh, I'm going to go with The Miz. He's going with The Miz, and he's got the right answer. No shit, Mike. Yeah. The Miz, that's right. One of three people to cash in on Raw successfully. Didn't I won't uh, tell you the other two. Uh, I won't. That might come up later. Maybe no. not. Maybe next week. Who I think knows? Bear, Bear, uh, Corbin cashed in on SmackDown. I'll never forget that. Maybe well, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woo baby. This is raw trivia. So this is raw trivia. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't. Uh... Um, I'll give you another one though while we're at it. Sure. Okay. Who did Roman Reigns defeat to win the WWE title? On an episode of Monday Night Raw. Ooh, shit. I didn't know that happened. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. Uh, so, 
On episode of Night Raw, Roman Reigns. Um, it was the last time it happened before the Drew McIntyre win, so it was 2015, I think. Oh, seriously? No shit. Okay, so that yeah. was a long time ago. Five-year cap for Raw. Yeah. SmackDown um, had some. Yeah, so... Fuck. Because I can really only picture Roman beating Triple H at Mania for that title. I can't really picture him winning it anytime else, but in 2015, that's like primo shield time. Yeah, it was it was just before the Triple H WrestleMania thing. So this was like his all of his title runs are pretty short. He won it, he lost it. He won it, he lost it. Yeah. And he won it at Mania. Yeah. This was his second win for the WWE title. Wow. Okay, so yeah, so primo shield time. Who would have been big around that time? Uh, <clears throat> I picture Daniel Bryan. I picture sneaky old Randy Orton. Uh, I picture. I don't picture the Miz. Um, I picture these guys. Sneak, maybe sneaky Randy, or <laughs> sneaky Daniel Bryan. Have they ever had a match? I can't actually. I can't picture Daniel Bryan. I can. Oh, fuck. I'm, I mean, I want to say. I want to say sneaky. I'm gonna say sneak. I'm gonna say the Rand Man. <laughs> uh, it was not Durand, man. Fuck. It was Seamus. Seamus. Who briefly he had he won money in the bank that year. He cashed in and won, and then he lost it like a month later to Roman on an episode of Raw. It was very random. It was surprising, but it happened. Shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next. Next one. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh my god excuse me uh yeah we're still going on with these uh with these uh older old tag teams mm-hmm. you want to go for one of these of course <laughs> we are looking for him ha- ha- uh shit which one was i going for <laughs> see now i'm worried now i'm worried you're gonna get all those you got that other one way too easily uh we are gonna go with here the real americans the real Americans, not the un-Americans. Uh, the real Americans makes me think of Hulk Hogan, of course. Okay, uh, it was in the song. <laughs> yeah. And I know he tag-teamed with... No, wait, that wouldn't make sense. Uh, I was going to say he, he teamed with Edge, but Edge is Canadian, so <laughs> that would be weird. He's not a, he, he's not a real American yeah. at all. But then again, Jack Swagger had a whole American... Real American, we the people. Uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of American gimmicks. A lot of American the, gimmicks. The real Americans, you said. I did. The real Americans. Uh, I know the name, but yeah, there's been so many American things. You know, of course, Kurt Angle's very American. Uh, you had American Alpha. Wow, uh, they, they, they do love America over there. Yeah. Uh, is there any sort of time frame we're working with here? Time frame, I'm going to say, uh, God, um, I know both of these people also. Does that count? <laughs> okay. Does that count? <laughs> that counts as something. The Real Americans. See, I feel like it was around the time of like WWF, WCW invasion shit. Americans getting heat. Because <laughs> America's just getting heat. Heat. The real Americans. Ah. Uh, oh. <laughs> so you know these people, but. Yes. But. 
but uh, ah, I'll just go with Jack Swagger and I don't know. No, I feel like I've. You got to say a second name. You got to say a second name. Cesaro. <laughs> Even though he's not American. Jack Sager and Cesaro is the right answer, Mike. The real Americans. Okay. I, wow. I was good. I got it. You got to trust yourself. I went out on a limb. I did. Trust yourself the most. Because <sighs> it's weird, right? He's not American. I, but hey, I guess it worked for them. But I remember Zeb Coulter, the manager. Yeah. And the whole We the People. That was the whole shtick, I guess. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you one final one for this week. Cool. Uh, this person became the first ever world champion, so the big gold belt. They were the first person to ever hold this belt when it was just presented to them on Raw in September 2002. They didn't even win a match. They just gave it to them. Eric Bischoff gave it to them. Eric Bischoff just gave it to somebody. And that's Fuck. how the title became to be. Okay, so... Wait, on... Uh, what was the year you said? 2002. 2002, so post-invasion. Yeah, so they just broke... Or WCW's dead. They just did the brand split. Brock Lesnar's the WWE champion on SmackDown. So Raw needs a belt. And then Eric Bischoff just says, Here you go! And he hands it to this man, who just is now the champion. Um... Fuck, that's a good question. Uh, I really wanted to say, because I picture those first few reigns being, or like, I, I picture Booker T and Jericho being involved kind of right off the bat there, post-invasion. Uh, so I will say that that did happen, but that was when it was still the WCW heavyweight belt. So then they unified them, and it went away, and then they brought back the exact same design, which is technically a different belt as the world championship okay okay if that makes things more or less confusing just to say uh i'm gonna say but, more confusing but that's okay well, that's okay but i'm just doing that just to clarify because yeah right okay clarify. so they unified it brought it back okay 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 and it was technically a different belt but it was the same one that yeah the booker t and jericho wcw that so at one time were there three belts going on no there was the they did the invasion they had the two okay and then they unified them and then they brought in this other one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh is, and then Bischoff Knight of was like there you go bud uh yeah. giving it to somebody okay so um i guess take my mind away from booker t then <laughs> and uh who kind of i picture uh i picture chris benoit holding that belt early on i picture uh triple h with it I picture who would have been best to like fucking run a story. I picture Goldberg with it also. Um, I think out of all those names, uh, I'm going to have to go. I think I'm going to say, I think I'm going to say Triple H because he would have been sucking up to Vince at the time. Give it to him. Yeah, Triple H, Triple H final answer. Triple H is the man we yeah. are looking for. <laughs> yes. No way. A very heel move. I remember at the time I hated it. I was like, what the fuck? You just made this man world what champion just like that? Fuck. <laughs> Not even a match. It was very WCW thing to do. So, of course, Eric Bischoff did it. But, hey, that's it. That's my trivia.
That's your trivia, Mike. I have one more question for you if you want to crush it. I do. <clears throat> you do. This last one here for you is a tag team known as the Hollywood Blondes. <laughs> okay. I, th I know the team, and I'm pretty sure one of them is uh, Stunning Steve Austin. Before he was Stone Cold. Stunning, baby. Stunning Steve Austin. He had hair. He was blonde. <laughs> it was gorgeous. I'm pretty sure this is the, the team I'm thinking of. Uh, but who was his partner? I think it might have been Brian Pillman. So that's what I'm going to go with. Steve Austin, Brian Pillman. Steve Austin, Brian Pillman. Final answer. Lock it in. You got it, baby. Woo. The Hollywood Blondes. Uh, yeah, the old WCW team. Thought I'd throw one in there to, to spook you. No, yeah, I like it. I like it. It's always fun to test yeah. your knowledge. <laughs> and we all learn a little bit as we go. And there you have it. That was a great round of trivia. Of course. Always. Well, I think it's time. Let's kick right in to... Uh, let's kick into some dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. Too sweet. This weekend. Let's kick up some dynamite first. Of course, we have big shows on both brands coming up. Of course, Winter's Coming, War Games. Uh, a lot of big things are happening, um, Mike. So let's just uh, let's just kick off the show because we actually just kick off with a match um, between Adam Hangman Page and the being the Elite Champion. John Silver. Of course, this is an unlicensed or an, it's not a it's not a BTE title match, Mike. But I think before <laughs> we do start talking about AEW, I am owed to you our weekly being the elite wrap up. How's that sound? So uh, right off the bat, Matt Hardy is taking credit for everything that's ever happened in professional wrestling. Uh, it's just a little <laughs> funny bit he's got going on now, uh, like the Young Bucks. Um, he they they think they're talking to Penta and then it's actually Matt Hardy in a mask and he's like did you know that I made up No Fear and then he's talking to Ever um, no sorry um Top Flight and he's like guys did you know that me and my brothers paved the way for brothers doing tag team wrestling he's taking credit for <laughs> everything that's happened and uh, he talks a little bit to it later on uh, on the actual show but. We do have to update because John Silver came out on BTE to say to us to hey, you know, this is this is the most prestigious championship in all of professional wrestling and He's not gonna. He's not just gonna sit here and take on any Tom, Dick, or Harry who wants a title shot. No, you have to earn it. So this week on BTE, we had the first ever number one contendership uh, match for the most elusive title. However, this was not your traditional number one contendership match, as you might think. No, Mike, this was a hottest chip in the world eating contest. Oh. Uh, uh, to see whoever can go on, the, whoever can eat the chip and go the longest without consumption of water, milk, or any other aids. Whoever can go the longest will be the number <laughs> one contender. Uh, the chip we're talking about is the Carolina Reaper chip. It's something to sell in the states. I've seen it's a them. chip that's so hot it comes in a little like crazy bones coffin. Um, I've seen. Yeah, people do little things online. And there's only one chip per package. That's too, it's too much. Too, you want chips too apparently much. Apparently it's too much. So uh, here's our lineup we have here at the table. Um, Aaron Solo, who I think is a, uh, a dark guy. 
he is there unrepresented also. You know, um, we have Ricky Starks representing Team Taz behind him in his corner. He had Brian Cage. Uh, Trent is there. Of course, he wants this number one. He wants this belt back. He's uh, being represented by Orange Cassidy. Even Luchasaurus is there with Jungle Boy behind him. And Super Panda uh, with Chucky T and his tailor, Chucky T, saying mainly because Cassidy's going with Trent, so Chuck had to do something. Um <laughs> So yeah, I just got to let's kick, let's just kick right into the action. All the men eat the chip, and behind the behind the camera is all sorts of uh is is the is the 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 top tier of AEW talent. We're talking Sunny Kiss. We're talking uh, Anna J back there cheering on her um you know her her Dark Order uh, members. Uh, but yeah, like I said, all men eat the chip, and soon after, chaos ensues. All the men are. Ricky is, uh, he's just uh, crying uh, <laughs> due to the heat. Trent's pounding on the table. Luchasaurus had to take off his shirt because he was sweating so goddamn much. The tears were flowing in most about every man's eyes. Um, did, Lucha, did Lucha still have his green tongue so- going on? <laughs> So he had, so I wonder if that helps her. He uh, no, the tongue was normal, but it uh, uh, it was like a three man operation to take a shirt off with Kim keep like keeping his mask on <laughs> with the shirt off. It was um, it was a whole thing, and you know what? Yeah. After twelve minutes of competition, none of these men uh, had seceded quite wow. yet. So of course, you know, we had to look at we had to look at the video review to see to make sure everything was above board. And upon review of the video footage, it turns out that Ricky Starks didn't even eat his whole chip. No, he left a quite a sizable bite oh. left in the box. You know, this this dis- hereby disqualifying him from yeah. contention. It was all for nothing. However, we still needed a winner to be crowned. So whoever had the cojones to eat the remainder of the chip First come, first serve, you get it, and none other than Trent reached his hand across the table to grab the uh, the half-chip remaining and ate it like a champ. And just like that, Trent will be your number one contender for that elusive BTE championship. Um, uh, match to be probably to be determined next week, whatever whatever the heck's happening. But either way, uh, exciting stuff going, going uh, over there. <laughs> Yeah, those hot chips. Do you think one chip can like fuck up your whole stomach? Uh, I don't. I don't know. These guys seem to be having a tough time. Well, I mean, eating it's the hard. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get too graphic. But 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 that's your BTE uh, championship update for the week. Uh, let's kick right into the show because, like we said, Adam, Han- Adam Hangman Page is taking on John Silver um, in just uh, in just a, a straight up match. Yeah, fun match. You know, Silver seems to, in the absence of Brody Lee, kind of taken over for Dark Order here. Yep, he's been uh, the uh, the yeah, the leader. Where the fuck is Mister Brody Lee? Do we know? know? Is he hurt? Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. Anyways, this match was fun. Just hard hitting. Both men's chest were raw from the uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, eventually, Hangman hits the buckshot lariat, gets the win. But uh, afterwards, the Dark Order they all get in the ring, and Evil Uno's on the mic talking to Hangman and says, "Hey, we're not here to jump you. I look at you. I see a great performer who tried to escape the cult of the elite, and uh, I know you've got a lot in your mind, and you don't have any many people to rely on. But my friends and I are here for you." 
Ooh, you know, like that'd be it. That would be a big uh, that would be a big signing Ooh, if yeah. it happens. And uh, John Silver crushing it in the online sphere. But we've seen him a f- like what two times now, maybe on uh, on Dynamite. He sort of seems to be a show stealer uh, whenever he does get the the opportunity to shine. Yeah, he's a funny guy. He's doing that whole flexing gimmick all the time. And was I <laughs> did, was I telling you about the John Silver Brian Cage match last week, or uh, was I just thinking I was telling you about it? I'm not. Uh, Maybe I didn't. I it's uh, I found like 12 minutes of this match. I think it was the, well, I think it was the whole thing. It was John Silver and Brian Cage taking on each other in PWG. And they do the big small guy gimmick thing. And then there's a bit where Brian Cage just goes off, gives him the drill claw, gives him all sorts of big guy maneuvers. And then John Silver turns it around and does the exact same sequence on (laughs) Brian Cage with the fucking drill claw and this, that, the other massive suplexes. And uh, since he's like a foot shorter, you're like, oh, foot shorter. But pound (laughs) for pound, he's got to be one of the strongest guys uh, in the fucking company. John Silver um, is, you know, sort of climbing up for me personally, climbing up the shooties rank of, uh, of, you know, sort of breakout star, star of the future. Yeah, I mean, time's running out. The shooties themselves are probably a few short weeks away. A few short weeks away, and we've added six categories this year. Yeah. So, well, we'll uh, finalize that when we get to it, just so we oh, can make I've, sure. Oh, I've, oh, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been keeping score. I've been keeping score, and uh, well, I mean, fi- like, make sure we have our the exact same list lined up. <laughs> of so course, because we, we don't. Wanna, so we don't have any categories. We don't uh, want a top five uh, <laughs> slip pay per view again. <laughs> we don't. We don't want. We don't want a pay per view situation again. Yes. Uh, uh, but it'll be great to see. Um, you know, and this kind of recruitment thing as it goes on. Uh, Dark Order needs a leader with Brody Lee gone, and Adam Page could be that guy. Yeah, and in the meantime, you know, Silver's stepping up pretty good. Amen. But uh, we go backstage. Kenny Omega is cutting a promo on John Moxley and just says, hey, for one night, leave all the garbage wrestling at home. No tables, no chairs, no thumbtacks. Try and beat me based on your ability. And I love the look of Moxie with like his his aviators on. Just oh, makes you look more like a dick when you're wearing those. Omega. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody anybody wearing sunglasses, aviator sunglasses inside and a yeah. suit. And they're is like super autom- dark. Automatically super dark an asshole. Yeah. Like unequivocally, they're a piece of scum. <laughs> so yeah, nice little promo there. Amen. But then some new. We got uh, bad guy Will Hobbs, who is now called Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs, lateral move. Uh, have we had a big name change within AEW? I guess Pentagon becoming Pentel Zero, whatever. Yeah, I guess that's. Um, that's not. I, that was kind of. Yeah, yeah I can't really think of anybody else who's undergone a name change because this is like a Chad Gable, Shorty G type thing. <laughs> like it's very noticeable. Well, yeah, and Powerhouse Hobbs is a little weird. And like if it was a nickname, like Powerhouse Will Hobbs, but no, this was his name. Yeah, Powerhouse. I wonder if this will be something that will maybe you know kind of change as the weeks go on or whatever, because that's also going from Will Hobbs two syllables to Powerhouse Hobbs four syllables. You're kind of doubling the amount of time it takes to yeah say his name. Who knows? He's a brick shit house though, and he's here in action against uh, some poor Lee Johnson, <laughs> some poor guy named well, Lee he's- Johnson. Apparently, he's wrestled 16 matches in 2020, and he's lost all of them. He's 0-16. <laughs> he's the he's he, a Leon Ruff of AEW. He's the Leon Ruff of AEW. For now. So who knows? He could beat, uh, win that TNT title in a oh, couple weeks. You're exactly right. But anyways, Hobbs dominates the little guy. 
then uh, he hits a pretty underwhelming finishing move, I'd say. Uh, it was just kind of like Mark Henry's world's strongest slam. He just like picks you up, slams. I don't know. Picks you up, slams down. He wins the match, and then afterwards, Taz gets on the mic. Oh, and- my least favorite. Okay, Taz gets on the mic and can and and proceeds to do something that pissed me off. He goes full Karen, as people would say, <laughs> asking he wants to speak to the management because he's sick of being disrespected. Uh, AEW refuses to acknowledge the FTW title, so he's like, "I will not leave this ring until someone from management comes out, makes his title legit." Uh, but as he's speaking, the microphone's cut off. So he yells at Justin Roberts, gives him another microphone, and he says, Hey, Keith Mitchell, Tony, you shut this mic off. I'll go to that announce desk. Use their headset. Uh, but then they do cut off the mic again. So, And then the commentary team informs us that Tony Khan is uh, taken over and uh, Taz is being forced to leave the ring. And then Cody Rhodes comes out. He's got his producer headset on. He's keeping that kayfabe going. Uh, Cody just says, we're done. You're wasting time. Next week, we can settle it. Uh, Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs will take on me and Darby Allen. But Taz says, that's not what I want. I want you guys in management to take this title. Seriously. I don't know. But Cody just gives him the answer. <laughs> Cody says, well, run it up the flagpole. And Taz says, don't give me that corporate bullshit. And Cody brings up his son, Hook, who is apparently now training to be a wrestler. And Apparently. You know, if FTW is so good, why isn't he training with you? He's training with me. Taz is shocked. He just says, you're pathetic. You went too far. Stupid. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to walk away, but then he attacks Cody from behind with the Taz mission until the gun club chase him off. Uh, and then we see Taz's son was there for a second. He walks off with his daddy. Yeah, he was wearing Karen his little front. Hook. He was wearing his little front pouch uh, fanny pack. Yeah, this was... Um, they, you know, one one of the fun fake shoots, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of always fun when you bring you the friends and the family and stuff. My only problem was this, uh, you know, sort of what's been happening right here. Darby Allen did had no say in this matter. Um, and it's, I, 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 it sort of seems like Team Taz is taking their shit out on Cody or taking their, sh- you know, like they have beef with Cody, but Darby Allen's like this facilitator, you know. Uh, I think there's a lot of people in the mid card who could benefit from matches with Darby Allen? He's hot right now. Darby Allen, Matt Seidel, Darby Allen, Sean Spears, Scorpio Sky. There's a lot of guys in this mid card who could maybe do some good. Yeah, he's got that title. I mean, why not? You know, Cody I, was I defending it. I don't think we saw him this week. And even if uh, even if Darby Allen isn't one of those defend every week uh, champions, you know, he, he he needs to carve his own path. Yeah, and I, I think they just played one of those brief black and white videos. And I of his. don't think his path is being carved through Team FTW or Cody or Taz or whatever have you. Taz said this infuriating line for me, uh, where he said the FTW Championship has been held by some of the most prestigious wrestlers of all time. Uh, <laughs> Mike, can you name to me the three champions <laughs> of well, ever of the FTW Championship? <laughs> of okay. course, Taz and Brian Cage. Yeah, uh, the obvious two. Uh, the other is gonna be an ECW guy named so Five, e- four, 
three, either RVD or Rhino. Two, one. Let's go with Rhino. Sabu. That was right. Sabu. <laughs> that was right. Um, and then, of course, it was retired for 20 years and then brought back arbitrarily. That means it's one of the most prestigious. Uh, it's been held by some of the most prestigious people of all time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think just Taz, I just don't want Darby involved. I think that's what it is right now for me. I want him okay. to. I want him to shine on his own. Fucking Darby Jungle Boy. Fucking yeah. I, there's there's other shit. There's other shit he can do. Yeah. Hopefully they'll just have the tag match and move on. Move on. Uh, but then speaking of tag match, we got Top Flight taking on TH2. Uh, fun little match. Top Flight. You know they got signed apparently after that match they have with the young bucks so they yeah, must well like of them. course you know and you know if it wasn't for guys like matt hardy paving the way for brothers <laughs> and tag team wrestling who knows who knows are they brothers they're bro- top yeah. fighter brothers yeah good. yeah darius cool. and dante martin are their names. there you go uh you know they look good they get a couple near falls but eventually and helico does this really cool twisting leg lock move the nevada death roll i think he called it these guys are cool they're good they're good. They just don't, uh, yeah, use them a whole lot. I've seen, um, if you want to do yourself the favor, it's Jack Evans highlights from Lucha Underground. Oh, uh, boy. This guy can move. Yeah, Lucha Underground was pretty wild. And th- and this guy fit, this this little, little skinny, scrawny guy fit right in. Um, <coughs> <laughs> but yeah, hi- yeah. Hi- Hybrid 2 get the win. Yeah, I like that finisher, that submission. And uh, uh you know, and they, and they and they you know, they don't let up uh or yeah, and Helico refuses to break the hold and right after that the Young Bucks hit the ring to kind of make the save chasing the Hybrid 2 off. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of two weeks in a row they've been messing with them. So I guess that's your maybe Maybe they could do that. Winter's coming. And fight I, for the tank. Yeah, I don't think that but like Bucks FTR 2 has to wait. Yeah, I think there's more there. There, you know, I mean, because that rematch is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's let's sit on it for a little bit, maybe. Yeah, that's fine with me. Uh, or could be one of these other teams because we got SCU taking on Jericho and Hager, uh, and of course MJF Wardlow, full members now. They're all out there with the inner circle, um, and getting involved whenever they can. They're interfering behind the ref's back. SCU, they try to overcome, but the numbers are just too much. MJF nails Christopher Daniels with a diamond ring, and Jericho follows with the Judas effect, and that gets him the win for him and Hager. Yeah, that diamond ring, still the, uh, you know, one of the most, one of the, uh, the toughest piece of pieces of jewelry in, on the planet. Well, speaking of, we find out that we are getting a new dynamite diamond ring uh, next week. <laughs> That's right. Winter is coming. We're having the battle royal. It's not. It's more than a dozen this time. But now, no. now, now, do we think um, it's for the exact same piece of jewelry, or a new diamond ring will be given out, therefore making two diamond rings? Well, I know MJF's in the match. MJF but I'm hoping... and Wardlow are in the match. Yeah, but uh, my hope is it's for a second diamond ring. And then maybe MJF can win and have two diamond rings now. Oh my God, MJF! Uh, yeah, I think a huge part of this the uh, the Battle Royal has been laid out already, uh, including yeah, Private Party, Scorpio Sky, Sean Spears, o- Orange Cassidy, Adam Hangman Page, Reynolds, Silver, Sammy Guevara, and more. 
Sammy Guevara in there, you know, could MJF eliminate him, leading to some... We got uh, Kip Sabian, Miro, uh, yeah, a lot of people, and I'm sure, who knows, they'll probably add uh, maybe another one. Well, yeah, speaking of Kip and Miro, they're ready to play their brand new Xbox uh, when Orange Cassidy walks up and turns it off. So they chase after him and they get jumped by the best friends. And then they just fight in the parking lot for a while, so... Maybe we're going to have another parking lot brawl someday. Another par- oh, another parking lot brawl someday, Mike. I was able to also track down the pertinent information as to how... Remember, well, last year, towards the end of the show, I very apparently controversially brought up that, you know, I, I, I wondered how were they able to get the rights to the term Winter is Coming... Um, uh, you know, it, just because I, I thought, you know, it, it's it's from you know one of the most successful shows of all time. Running, I mean, for, you thought running, for, <laughs> running for seven or eight years, uh, breaking all sorts of viewing records, uh, multiple Golden Globes, Emmys. I wondered to myself, how were they able to use such a, you know, that it was the title of the very first episode of the series. Um, uh, Winter's coming, of course, uh, a line from Game of Thrones, which is a series off of HBO, which is owned by H- AT&T Warner Media Group, which is a broadcast partner of TNT. So that's how they were <laughs> able to use it. Everybody owns everybody. Uh, you might as well shop at Walmart and kill yourself. Okay. There you wow. have it. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'll tell you someone who's not shopping at Walmart. And that is Mr. Pink Pants Tony Schiavone. Pink Pants Schiavone. <laughs> You're not buying those things off the rack. Go to awshop.com to get your very own pink pants. These were quite quite the look, quite the number. Ill-fitting pants too. They weren't even like just like a regular dark jacket. And I don't. I picture he's not a fit man. He's sort of like he's like a sixty-year-old. He sort of looks like what a sixty-year-old looks like. And he's never been like a. He's not like a Don Cherry flamboyant. Who knows? He's always just wearing dark suits. There. It was weird, (laughs) but it was it was such a. Yeah, it was funny. I, I bet. I think. I wonder sometimes if they pay Shavoni. They have. He had him like a base salary, and then he gets bonuses based on what else he'll do. Yeah. You know, they're like, "Hey, uh, Shavoni, we'll give you an extra thousand bucks if you uh you go get your chest waxed." And he's like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> Shavoni, we'll give you an extra fifty if you wear pink pants on television. He's like, "Okay." Can I keep the pants? Can I keep the pants? <laughs> so anyway, he's out here. He's in the ring for take two. Of the AEW World Contract signing. He introduces Kenny Omega, who comes out. We can see there was a pretty cool visual. The entrance tunnel, you can see the silhouette, but then you see a second shadow appear and beat him up. And of course, it's John Moxley. He throws Kenny through the screen, uh, beats him all around the ring, and then hits a paradigm shift right onto the championship belt. <clears throat> God, then, he uh, Kenny Omega takes that move so well. Oh, yeah, he gets good height, yeah. good lift. <laughs> uh, but then Mox jumps on the mic for a quick little promo, uh, final promo leading into their match next week, and then he signs the contract. So we're good to go. That was it. You know, John Moxley, uh, you know, certainly uh, since he's returned as John Moxley, has been given the opportunities to be putting on some of the best promos, um, you know, kind of in the world. You know, and I think this promo was one of his best, certainly in AEW. Uh, you know, I love like the one liners that he that he breaks out to hammer home. 
significance <laughs> of you know what he's saying or whatever uh it's crazy and kenny omega is exactly right you know it's you beat me in this sort of unsanctioned what the hell is this kind of thing uh no more tricks you know you versus me and kenny omega's got a point you can uh, for year years kenny omega being considered this best bout machine and now suddenly john moxley's at the top of the game well oh. let's uh put your money where your mouth is next week kenny is this Kenny Omega's time? I'd give it to him. I'd give it to him. It's been a while. I'd give it to him. Yeah, John Moxley's been, been the championship. Been a while. John, <laughs> John Moxley's been <laughs> exactly. champion for fuck this entire time. Pretty the much the whole COVID it, era. It like, yeah, the whole plus COVID, an extra month. The whole COVIDude era. He wins it at Revolution in probably February, and then yeah. um, he's been he's been the best champion on the planet. Uh maybe. Oh, your, your, yours is Bailey. I get you. No. No? Who are you I going didn't with? Say. I didn't say. I said maybe. Okay. Who, no, who, maybe. who are you going with then? He's the best champion at AEW. I'll give him that. Okay. Then who are you going with? <laughs> well, I don't know. I didn't say anything. Okay. Well, maybe that's, Sasha. That, that's maybe Roman. Asking. Okay. Okay. Well, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> well, maybe I'm not telling. Maybe shooties are coming up and that could all be something. Okay. okay. Maybe that could be something. Best champion. <laughs> The best champion, not just yeah, not best wrestler, best champion. Okay, that's not bad. We'll we'll write it down. We'll keep it in. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, the person who's not going to win it, though, I'm telling you right now, Hikaru Shida. She's <laughs> burn. Sorry. Take that, Hikaru Shida. <laughs> Sorry, girl, but uh, she's defending the AEW Women's Title here at least against Anna J. My girl. Hey, it's nice. I gotta say, Anna J. Every time I see her, she looks better. Apparently, this is only like her 15th match ever. Wow. Like her, yeah. And she looks good. I like it. Uh, she's got her buddy Ty Conti at ringside. Um, and in the middle of the match, she yells at her to give her a chair. She's kind of reluctant. Uh, but Anna snatches it anyways. But then referee Rick Knox gets in there. He grabs the chair to remove it. But while his back is turned, uh, Silver hands Anna Jay a kendo stick. She nails Sheeta in the leg. And then she tosses it away. Goes for the cover. Only gets a two count. Uh, big near fall, though. She had another one. Anna J reverses a suplex into a pin. Another big near fall. I almost, I wanted her to win. That was a pop. Was yeah. I, I, I popped. I mean, assume I'm like, fuck, there's women's action on television. The belt's changing. Yeah. That, that, has like, to be the, that has to be the only reason. <laughs> but eventually, Shida hits the Tomashi, gets the win, retains her title. But yeah, overall, pretty good match. I thought it delivered. Uh, you know, Shida's probably going to be gone for a month now. Or will she? Because as she exits up the ramp, the creepy Abaddon comes crawling out, Abaddon. spitting up blood. Abaddon. Abaddon, this we don't know what she is, but she's yeah, she's got blood pouring out of her mouth. She snatches the title and just licks it with her bloody tongue. Horrifying, she does. With her bloody tongue, gross. I like this shit. Gross, yeah. And until we get the, uh, you know, um, yeah. You don't she's lick creepy, a creepy. She's cool. You don't lick a I title, like especially a women's title. You know, we saw what happened to that divas title. I'm not putting my tongue anywhere near it. Um, well, yeah, she's. I like it though. Her face is so creepy, in a good way. And just something, Jesus Christ, fucking anything. Can this woman wrestle? Do we know that yet? What happened to those two women who uh, who won the 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 women's tag uh, medals? 
Yeah, Ivalice Diamante. Hey, Ivalice and Diamante! What happened to them? <laughs> They're um, around. They're probably on dark or something. Yeah, sure. So um, Abaddon <laughs> looked fucking scary, and then Hagarashi's there like, holy shit. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Give her the belt. You know, um, Give everyone the belt. Give Abaddon the belt. Right, exactly. Uh, and just like we were saying <laughs> earlier on about um, mid-card championships, fucking people need to want it. There's so many women in this division. Nobody seems to want this thing. Ah, yeah, we want it. We want it. I mean, I guess Rome wasn't built in the day, but it's like they built all the other aspects of Rome <laughs> except for one. And you're like, fuck, you know, fuck. It's like they gave us plumbing and like, you know, irrigation and they've they've pretty much built up the city. But then they're like, OK, we need power. And they're like, how <laughs> did you guys forget to build a whole city? You guys forgot to install power. They're like, we know, we have all this other great shit, though. Just give us a minute on getting the power up. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, main event, we got tag team The Butcher and The Blade taking on Ray Phoenix and Pac. Pac. He's back. And, uh, uh, you know, Pac's first match in months. And guess who is in the, the black and whites, as it were? Your boy, Fucking Bryce Ramsberg. Fucking Bryce Ramsberg. You're right. Because if, yeah. if there's a pack match that needs to be officiated, why not put Brycey Boy in there? And we have Eddie Kingston on the uh, on the ones and twos, as it were. Because um, these are sort of like his two buddies taking on each other. Or like his two, yeah. his family. Or, his family's fighting. Yeah, his family and his former brother. Now he doesn't like Phoenix and Pentagon. But uh, Phoenix and Pac, man, two of the best high flyers in the world. So you're getting good stuff in here. and uh, Penta, he tries to interfere behind the ref's back to help out his triangle brothers. And uh, yeah, at one point, Eddie Kingston gets off the commentary, just comes running down to the ring. Uh, he knocks Phoenix off the turnbuckle, which allows Butcher and Blade to hit their cool powerbomb neckbreaker move. And they get a big win, finally. Butcher and Blade get the three count. Big win in the main event. Get possibly the biggest win of of their careers. It certainly fucking yeah, absolutely deserved this main event win. Uh, they've had now a str- now what this is what we know can call as a string of good matches. They had yeah. that weird cowboy fun cowboy the barn fun buster fest, whatever, the fuck, <laughs> whatever it was the fuck it was called um, everyone bled where everywhere er, where everyone was just cut open they had that fun match they main evented an episode of dynamite here again bunkhouse that's what bunkhouse, it was bunkhouse that's what it was <laughs> uh, but yeah and getting a victory here uh, was fucking huge man I love these guys and I have the whole time they've been looking so much better they've evolved as a team they belong yeah. here uh, yes. still doesn't I don't think we're getting a new every time I die album anytime soon so <laughs> butcher let's let's do this for a little while yeah so uh, afterwards they continued the beat down and uh, yeah Kingston DDT's Pac right onto a chair multiple times and Pac just spikes himself right on that chair, like he always does. But. Like he always does. Huh. Uh, but then Lance Archer, of all people, comes out to make the save, and he brawls with Butch and Blade and chases them off. And JR asks, how did Archer get himself attached to all this? And I wonder myself. We'll find out. <laughs> I was also like, huh? That's a good point. But we get the fucking stare down. Uh, we get the Kingston 
Do we have a death square? Has Archer joined, death, or is he just death square? We get, <laughs> we get, yeah. I think I think the show kind of rolls off the air with Kingston um, and Lance Archer, the stare off or whatever. You know, they're kind of they're they're jawing at each other. Jake the Snake is also back. Yeah. Um, if Lance Archer Eddie Kingston is the match we're getting, whole fuck fucking let's go, fucking let's go. That's gonna if if that if that is what we're it's what's gonna happen. That's gonna be so violently fun. Yeah, I'm down. Um, I guess in the meantime they'll do some sort of tag match with all these guys. <clears throat> yeah, all these guys are here, um, and doing their own thing. This is the, I guess this is this is our best non-title. This is our non-title feud right now, um, throughout the entire show, yeah. kind of, or you know, kind of in, within the whole organization, really. <clears throat> we've we've, yeah. we've cooled off. Mean, uh, we've cooled off on MJF Inner Circle, kind of. Uh, Team Taz isn't fight isn't going for that championship, but Darby Allen's forced to be there, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that was it. That was your lead into next week's big show, and. Yeah, we'll have some. <clears throat> Winter is coming, baby. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Anyways. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It will be fun. Well, let's move across the Wednesday night, right? Because the war keeps going on. Uh, fight forever. Blood in the streets. It's, <laughs> it's NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see how to tap out a count out of one, two, three. And uh, we have our war games coming up. It's approaching. It's not this weekend, but I believe it's the weekend following. Yeah. Yes. Seventh or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, for whatever the reason is. But uh, either way, we kick off. Um, we kick off this week's show with some women's action. Candice LeRae taking on Ember Moon. And we got Kevin Owens as a special guest this week. For the whole uh, night. He's just he's on the one. Now he's on the ones and twos, baby. <laughs> yeah, he's and he's great. He's a funny guy. Oh, of course. Uh good talker. Uh, but yeah, fun woman's action in the ring. They got a good amount of time here. Uh Candace got Indy Hartwell in her corner. But then Dakota and Raquel come out as well. So she's got all these women on her side. Uh, Ember Moon's in control. She climbs up top looking for the eclipse when Dakota and Raquel jump on the apron to distract the ref. So Indy knocks Candace, or uh, yeah, she knocks Candace out of the way, eats an eclipse herself, which allows Candace to super kick Ember and then hit that wicked stepsister to get the dirty win. The dirty win. Man, imagine being to, able to kick off your program with incredible women's action is just such a fucking wow. Yeah. Such a, no, the woman's such a match. blessing. Uh this NXT that this entire NXT division is on the whole fucking world. Yeah, and then after the match, they all go to beat up Ember Moon some more, but then Tony Storm comes out uh to help Ember, or so it would seem. Because Tony turns heel, attacking Ember. She slams her into the steps, throws her back into the ring. Where the heels beat her up some more. So, hey, I like this new Tony, badass Tony Storm. Badass Tony Storm. There you have it, folks. Um, yeah, we're picking sides. Yeah, well, we later find out that Tony Storm will be joining Team Candice. So, Candice LeRae, Tony Storm, Raquel Gonzalez, and Dakota Kai is your one team for War Games. 
So Indy Hartwell didn't make the cut. Sorry. Poor Indy, but she'll. Uh, but you never know. She'll be there. She, 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 she'll be there. She'll, she'll, she'll be certainly there. make her presence known. Yeah. Uh, but then Undisputed Era come out to cut a promo on Pat McAfee and his crew and hyping up their War Games match. And uh, tonight is the War Games Advantage match to see who gets the first member released from their little shark cage. So <laughs> uh, Pete Dunn will fight one member of Undisputed Era. But Kyle O'Reilly steps up. He says he wants the match. So Adam Cole's like, all right, baby, you got it. And he was all fired up. Cole cuts a nice promo. And that's it. That'll be our main event. That will be uh, that will be our main events, and uh, that's great because I love the way did did Kyle O'Reilly do the thing this time where he calls him Pete Peter Dune? Uh, he might. Have, I think he, I, mean, I think we got one. He did that. That's what he was doing last time when they were. I know when they were going at it with the Broser weights. Uh, Peter Dune, people. Peter Dune Peter, switched roles though this Peter time. Peter Dune. It's the way he says it. It's just so goddamn silly. Um, but folks, we have more in ring action. You got Timothy Thatcher. Oh boy, sit Take back, fasten <laughs> your seatbelts because this is the, we're about to take off. His students are watching. Uh, also backstage. I don't know if you noticed that they are watching. Yeah, they did cut to them. <laughs> uh, they got their Thatches Thatch can shirts on. <laughs> There's merch, people. WWEshop.com. Use fifteen percent. Use code fifteen. Black Friday. Black Friday sale. <laughs> uh, so we got the Thatch Man taking on Kushida, and you know two similar based, you know submission wrestlers. Uh, in the middle of it all, Champa comes out to watch because what the hell else is he doing? Uh, so they're having a good match. Lots of cool reversals. They end up fighting outside the ring. Uh, Thatcher gets slammed hard to the floor, and he's busted open. He's bleeding from the nose, from the mouth. Uh, and then back in the ring, he's he's slightly distracted by Champa, which allows Kushida to lock in that hoverboard lock and get the tap-out victory. So Kushida's role continues. His hot streak. The hot streak continues. Uh, I, unfortunately... At the behest <laughs> of your of, Thatch Man, of one Thatch Man, Thatch Man, but this was a fucking beautiful wrestling match. Just a very nice, very looked great, brutal, uh, technical. Yeah, no, oh, I like it. That and and just getting me ready for Timothy Thatcher, Daniel Bryan, whenever it happens. But I'm <laughs> fucking ready for it. Yeah, and but possibly Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. That could be. The takeover match that uh, you know kick off war games, as it were, maybe. Yeah, we, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we don't know what the hell to do with Champa. Yeah. So, anyways, we got the Kevin Owens show because might as well. He's already here. <laughs> he brings out his special guest, North American champ Leon Ruff, and they just chat about the crazy last couple weeks he's had, and he only officially signed with WWE seven weeks ago. So, uh, but Ruff never gave up on his dreams, and he wants to be an inspiration to people like him. And Owen says, hey, man, be proud of that. Be proud of what you did. He hypes him up, but then Johnny Gargano comes out to interrupt. And he's still pissed off and mad at Damian Priest, who he, then he comes out as well. And the whole time, Kevin Owens is counting down, predicting all this. Uh, everyone bickers, and then William Regal comes out, and he books a triple threat match at War Games. War Games! Yeah. 
But it's not in the war games. It's just so <laughs> it's just anyways. at war. No, but I guess yeah. the the double ring is kind of already set up. Even even, yeah, yeah. even if that It'll cage turn. is not around it quite yet, and who knows really what the facilities are like here at the uh, what is it the CWC? Is that what we're, is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, yeah. because yeah, who knows if there's even like kind of the space to hold the fucking cage over top? Well, to there has to be. Bring it down. I don't know. I've never been there. Although I've heard they're switching venues soon from the uh, the Thunderdome is moving to a different place. To where? I think that to Tropicana Field. Yeah, that makes more sense. They should move. They should move to something outside. Yeah. Some- maybe that's maybe so that they can have a couple fans. I guess. Yeah, something daily Daily's Place esque. Yeah, because they're like Royal Rumble's coming up. God well, damn exactly it. the fucking Rumble, right? And the Rumble's a little bit easier because you can do it on that one night basis. Go to a. Uh, go to a a baseball diamond. You can have all the CDC appropriate seating, but to find a weekly venue, you're right. They uh, yeah. it must be, it must be. They need to like Molson Amphitheater would be the perfect fucking venue. Well, not right now. <laughs> well, no, no, but you know, but uh, you have the you have the ring on the stage, and then people sit. You know, because that's kind of like a Daly's Place situation. Yeah. No, I'd be down. For yeah. That. I'd go. I'd go. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So Regal books that match. And then we move on to Cameron Grimes. Yeehaw! Taking on Jake Atlas. Uh, just kind of a nice little tune-up win for Grimey. He hits the cave in, gets the win. But then afterwards, Dexter Loomis appears, uh, plays this little video making fun of Grimes. I don't know. And then he's got a sack, a black sack, and he pulls out a giant leather strap, indicating he wants to have a strap match. And then William Regal books that very match for TakeOver. Wall Games! Strap, yeah. <laughs> well, with the double ring and the strap, they could probably do some cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. These two, uh, these 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 guys are hard hitters too. Uh, Cameron Grimes is real quick. He can he can do some flippy flippity flues, and <laughs> uh, yeah, this will be a lot of fun. Man, this fucking every takeover is has just been bomb. The last oh, they, few they always... months, yeah, like I just fucking bang 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 bang. <laughs> Then we go to Rhea Ripley coming out to cut a promo and address her future here in NXT. And she says that hug with EO was not a hug goodbye last week. She's here to stay. She wants to win back that woman's title. Uh, and then Candice LeRae, Tony Storm come out. They insult her. And Kai and Raquel come out as well. And uh, oh, yeah, they're carrying EO Shirai, who's been beaten up. And this angers Ripley. She brawls with them, but. She gets overwhelmed by the numbers and beaten down. Uh, so, I don't know. I was hoping she would leave NXT, so this is kind of... Yeah, we, we were all expecting... Th- yeah, we were expecting that addressing her future thing... Uh, you know, you, the, you deserve it, the whatever fucking thank you ever, for everything. Uh, maybe the Rumble's the time for that to happen. At, the, at, at this point... Uh, yeah. Maybe, you know, we eventually kind of write her off television in some way, and then she pops back up at the Rumble. Maybe even wins the Rumble. Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. You know, that's what Raw needs. Yeah, that, that could that could be the shot in the arm that uh, the women's division needs on the main roster. Yeah, but uh, anyways, we move on to this story we've been doing. Uh, Boa and Zia Lee, they get into this car, and they both look very unwell. Uh they're driven to this, uh, I don't even know, it was like a storage locker. I don't know what it was. This mysterious place. Uh, that Asian man they call Masters standing there. And he takes him into this dark room 
where there's this mysterious figure in a black hooded robe just sitting there. Uh, dark candles, candles lit. Uh, Boa and Zaya, they drop to their knees and they ask for forgiveness. And the figure raises one hand. And on close-up, I could tell they had very nice nails. Makes me think it's a woman. They're very nicely done and pedicured. Uh, the master, he just marks their two hands and says, it's time. So the mystery continues. Seemed like a mysterious woman, too. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I also got that vibe. Um, this is fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board for now. Zaya Lee looks so much different with her hair down. Yeah. I was just so used to seeing her. When it comes to, like, in-ring attire and out-of-ring yeah, attire. Yeah. She's always got, like, one. her up thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, I like it. It's a storyline. It's a storyline. I love storylines, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Everyone on the show gets a story in NXT. You get a story. You get a story. You get a story. Uh, maybe not everyone though, because Ever Rise come out next. Well, you can't. We, we can't really give a story to everybody. That that <laughs> is that would just be insane. <laughs> well, they come out uh, before they can even have a match or anything. They get jumped by the Grizzle Young Veterans, who we haven't seen in a while. Former NXT UK Tag Champs. Uh, so they just kind of beat them down and cut a promo saying, hey, we're back. They're back, baby. Wasn't it's one nice. of them hurt or something? I think they just lived in the maybe UK. Maybe they were just so caught over there. Yeah, that makes sense, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they might have been hurt as well. Yeah. I got them mixed up with the Forgotten Sons at one point. They got Oh, forgotten. you can never forget. Yeah, I never forget <laughs> the Forgotten Sons. I. Yeah. Jackson Riker fucked everything up for them. Exactly. But let's go to the main event time. Peter Dune. Peter Dune. Is taking on Kyle O'Reilly in a ladder match, which I don't think they specified earlier. They didn't, but as soon it as just I saw was out that, there, like, oh. as soon as I saw that briefcase <laughs> ha hanging there, I was like, wait, unless they're gonna jump up. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's only one which, option. Uh, Montez Ford probably. Montez could. Ford could probably frogs. Oh my god! Imagine that's the that spot. could be a finished one. Oh boy! Oh book boy! It. Book it, Vince. TLC tag title match. <laughs> Montez Ford jumps from <laughs> the top rope. Yeah. Grabs it with one belt. hand, and then he just drops like AJ did. <laughs> remember yeah. when AJ? Remember when AJ Styles fell twenty five feet to the ground that one time, and we were like, "Do it again." <laughs> well, uh, this was a fun match. They got to have a nice like fifteen minutes here at the main event. Uh, at one point, Kyle was climbing the ladder, and Dunn just recklessly shoves it. The ladder did like a 180 and Kyle just spins around falling. A, ladder landed right on top I of know it. and I've never I've never shoved a ladder so I don't know how they're supposed to fall or something. Uh, not like that. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. Cool visual. Uh, we get a lot more ladder bumps. You know, power bombs, ladders in the corner, the old horizontal ladder across the barricade to the ring apron uh, where Dunn hits a massive suplex. Both men crash through the ladder. Um, uh, and then later on, Kyle O'Reilly hits a brain buster onto a ladder. Uh, the whole match, the Undisputed Era, and then One and Lorcan, they were just on these like podiums, just elevated in the air, mm -hmm. separately from each other. I don't know what that was. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> but whatever. They're watching. Uh, eventually, Kyle, he's climbing up the ladder when Dunn just nails him with multiple chair shots. And then he, uh, I don't know, hits some move onto the barricade on the guardrail. He goes back in the ring, climbs the ladder, but then Kyle gets back in, tips it over, Dunn falls off onto another ladder. So O'Reilly's climbing to the top. He's got his fingertips on the briefcase. When a masked man comes running in, tips over the ladder, and then Kyle takes a great bump here, just falling right over the top rope to the floor. 
Uh, and then Dunn climbs up, retrieves the briefcase, winning the match and the advantage for his team at War Games. Holy But who was this? Yeah, who this was masked it? man. It did not look like Pat McAfee. He looked too slim. A little too slim to be be the old Pat McAfee. Uh, but Jesus Christ, these two put on in the main event of a television show. Put on a takeover, yeah, worthy match. Uh, yeah, these yeah, for free. I, Peter Dune is going to be the NXT champion one day. Um, yeah, and Kyle O'Reilly uh, deserves to be in that conversation too. The fucking soup and it, it fucking suplex and the thing breaks, and then everyone's like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" Like th- that's just for free. They were like, "Yo, we're just gonna do that free. on television." Yeah, that's just to lead up to and this war is with, games. Yeah, two weeks before war games, Kyle O'Reilly, one of the better. Uh, he's so great at using props. Uh, <laughs> of course, you know the infamous uh, the swing. You know he goes for he go he goes for a chair shot, misses the misses the perp, hits the rope back onto him. Uh, <laughs> still one of, still one of the best bits in professional wrestling history. Yeah. So uh, yeah, War Games. It's mostly settled. The only thing we don't know is Team Shotzi, Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, I'm guessing Amber Moon will be on there, and maybe Io Shirai if she's not defending the title, she'll probably be on that team. Yeah, we still have a couple. Then, we still have two weeks to figure that out. So I guess next yeah. what, next Wednesday we'll be uh, finalizing uh, what team? Yeah, team Shotzi. Team Shotzi. Yeah. And maybe fucking if Rhea Ripley throw her on there, she maybe they make that her final farewell. If you're not gonna fucking do it, there you go. Oh <laughs> shit! Wikipedia seems to have Team Shotzi finished. Really? Since w- Wikipedia when? seems to have yeah. So uh, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, Tony Storm taking on Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai. That's exactly what I said. That is exactly what you said. Uh, but yeah, so that's fair. That'll be a fun match. I guess it's been be made. I match. guess it's been made official. And there you have it. That was our Wednesday night, and that was uh, that was the entire podcast. Almost, almost, baby. You know, we only have time for one more thing. That is, of course, the wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Mike, you don't have to go too far away um, from what we were literally just talking about to find my wrestler of the week. Um, just keeps putting on fantastic matches ever since that brutal, brutal matchup against uh, Finn Balor all those months ago. I'm giving my uh, wrestler of the week to Kyle O'Reilly. Keep it up, kid. Good Canadian boy. Good ginger boy. He's kind of that's kind of that's two. That's two in my book, you know. <laughs> uh, and um, excited to see, uh, of course, the undisputed era and what will be their fourth straight war games. That's their match. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But yes, well deserved, Kyle. But no, of course, I cannot give it to him. There's only one person I can give it to this week. We all know she survived. The sole survivor. Mm-hmm. She went through hardships. She made it. Lana. Future woman's champion. I'm giving it to her because I love her. Nine and one. I love this baby face turn. The streak was broken. streak is broken. Uh, Naya's going to get slammed through that table still. And maybe she'll win a tag title in the meantime, Lana and Asuka. Yeah, that's the payoff is La- is uh, Nia Jax going through that table. We'll need some kind of like shield bomb 
shield power bomb type <laughs> thing to kind of get her up there. Maybe that's some sort of payoff where literally the entire women's roster uh, power bombs Nia through the table, therefore writing Nia Jax off of television forever. Um, but yeah, we can dream. We can dream. And that, Just like Lana, don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your dreams, kids. That's all the time that we have for this week's episode of the podcast. Remember, you can rate, review, like, and subscribe. The podcast is... All over the place. So give it a listen. We'll be back next week. Of course, winter's coming, baby. Hey, hey. And you're going to want to come back for that. So uh, thanks for listening and all of that jazz. See ya. Bye. Bye.